What's your pleasure, sir? No, no, no. Cut the bullshit. I was in here last What's week. What's your pleasure? Oh. You, oh. shut up. Shut Ooh. up. I know. Pleasure. Nope. I know you're putting on a voice right now. Pleasure. Stop. Stop. Pleasure. I came in here pleasure. and you knew what I was here for. I knew you knew uh, what I was here for. But either you didn't uh, have what I wanted, but you still wanted to make a sale. Maybe you're on commission. Maybe you own the place and you need to be making money. But okay. I came in well, here. This is capitalism. We all need to make money. No, 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 sir. no. You are some mystic bullshitter. That's what you are. Hey, now. That was rude. I don't Not a bullshit. What you did to me was rude. I came in here asking for a box, and you said, well, I have something mm, yes. right up your alley. It's along the same. Do you remember me? Yeah. Uh, yeah Cut yes. the voice. Cut the okay, voice. Yeah, okay, I remember you, man. Come on, don't be, don't be like this. Okay, I, well, I remembered you. You came in at US. You asked for you asked for a box to get you some mystical shit, some BDSM hell type shit, and I said, yeah, I got a box for you, bud. And you gave me a candle. It was a box shaped candle. It was a square candle. Okay, I don't hey. want your your rap rock juggling bullshit. I wanted hey. to be fucked with metal hooks as a man with a pin cushion face speaks in cryptic riddles to me. And I know what you're going to say. Last time I said that, you said, oh, well, I have a riddle box for you. I wanted a puzzle box. Okay, well, due to branding issues, I can only legally sell you a riddle box. Do I have puzzle boxes? Of course I have puzzle boxes. I have puzzle boxes out my asshole. But legally, I can only sell you uh, a riddle box. For that, I do not apologize. For that, I, I make no amends. Uh, do you want the voice back, or is this working for you? I saw a child walk out here with a butterfly knife. You are not opposed to illegally selling things. It was his pleasure, Oh, sir. my God. Yeah, I know. Teens love a butterfly knife. I understand everybody. that. No. Everybody loves a butterfly knife. People like butterflies, people like knives. I just duct tape that shit together. How? For my pleasure, sir. How? My yes. mind went blank for a second from rage. Yes. I think you said you either tape something to a duck or you use duct tape. I don't remember. However. Do you want to buy another riddle? Candle, sir? No, I want a puzzle box. You say you have them coming out of your ass. I want but a legally. I want a man with no lips to suck me off while like I'm being suspended with hooks. Well, I can take my lips off for you, sir. Okay, I don't want to know how you do that. But I can. Or do you have yes. retachable lips? Uh, do you want to find out? I'm actually kind of curious, but also like my penis is doing uh -huh. that thing where it shrivels up. My mind yes. is curious, but my body uh -huh. is saying no. Oh, the mind is willing, but the body is wicked. Well, what's really wicked is these two fucking jugglers keeping me up all night. Take your candle and get fucked. What up, motherfuckers? Yes, I'm amped as fuck 
today because we are discussing, whoa, blue blocker tinted glasses falling off my face because we are talking about possibly the greatest album in the world. Yes, I'm going not just the greatest in their canon, not just the greatest rap rock album. Oh, is it rap rock? I don't know. We're here to discuss ICP's I don't know. amazing Jekyll Brothers here. My name's James Marshland Monster. If you're not nasty, if you would please just listen to my music, it would make me feel confident in life. And we're here on Shuffling the Deck, which is the definitive introductory ICP playlist podcast creation. And I'm here with my co-host, the motherfucker himself. Hi, I'm Sean. I'm also Goose Von Kaiser, if you decide to be nasty with me. And I like this album. Ooh, baby, I I don't want to talk about anything like, oh, my week was like this. Shut up, James. Get fucked. We need to get into this album. I was, you know, like uh, in our kitchen, you go into the kitchen at the apartment Mm -hmm. and I have been in your kitchen many a time. The the threshold. What do you call that? The doorway. But there's no door. (laughs) I love how you thought of threshold before you thought of doorway. Well, you know, you carry someone over the threshold, the barrister, whatever it's called when you uh, bed someone wife style. (laughs) You bed someone wife style? Yeah. Okay, so (laughs) I was, like, there's no door on it. I took, because I was just got Mm -hmm. done listening to, spoiler alert, the greatest song on the album, Everybody Rise. And Mm -hmm. I was, Nicole was fucking, I think, terrified because I was screaming those lyrics as I was trying to shake the doorway. I was like, these support beams need to fucking get wrecked. I love this album, guys. It's so good. We need to get into it. But first, I guess we need to talk about professional wrestling or some bullshit. Oh my, okay, we don't have to do this segment if you don't guys, want to. Guys, times, I'll put timestamps in, just skip to us talking oh about gosh. Amazing Jekyll Brothers. I'm kidding. That would take too much that work. Feels, <laughs> well, that feels wonderful for me. Welcome to welcome to 1999 in professional wrestling. 19. 99. It's a big, crazy year for professional wrestling. Couple, a couple things we, I, I want to kind of blaze through. Ooh, 420. The, you dead homie. And we'll start with like the set. Speaking of dead homies, like the sad one is Owen Hart. Uh, Owen Hart passes away on May 23rd. He is murdered. Don't say passes away. I mean, no, that's I'm not. I don't disagree with you. He was murdered by corporate greed. Yeah. And a lot of bullshit. Um, but regardless, uh, he, he dies very tragically. Uh, we don't even have to. Kind of that statement there, he was murdered, sums it up very well. I do encourage anyone who has uh, Hulu or YouTube, because they get put up a bunch, check out the uh, Dark Side of the Ring, mm-hmm. Death of Owen Hart. It's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. And if you're like, well, who is Owen Hart? I'm a new wrestling fan. That dude has so many great matches. Him and Brett, I think it's WrestleMania 10. They have a beautiful one-on-one. Oh my gosh, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss for days. They also have a bunch of Royal Rumbles where Bret Hart goes in and then just Owen Hart punches him from the back. Yeah, Owen Hart in the Rumble is so... I have so much fun with Owen Hart in the Rumble. Because the dude moves like no one else. The like dude Mick Jagger. was so smooth. Oh, like no one else. Never, Never mind. No, they do moves like Mick Jagger, but better. So in that sense, like no one else. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He, he's a, 
He's, he's got moves better than Jagger. <gasps> and he was just so smooth. Um, so if this podcast does nothing, if this podcast gets you to take out a Owen Hart match, I'll be very happy. And Owen Hart, uh, dramatically correct yourself before I grammatically I, with a fist wreck yourself. I'm going to move on to the finger poke of doom. Uh, before I get anally exa- before you anally finger poke me of doom, no, uh, I'm going to talk about WCW you. real quick. Yeah, I know, but I need to transition to the finger it's poke a of doom. And I didn't assault, play this not through. a sexual assault. We don't make those jokes here. I didn't. I didn't think it was going to be an assault. I thought it was going to be a hi. How you doing? What? Do you so consent to me just coming up to you and saying like, "What's up, man?" W C W. Kevin Nash has just taken the title off of Goldberg in 1998. This was Goldberg was on this big winning streak. If, ever, if anyone's like, I'm a big old Goldberg fan, this is why. He had one of the biggest winning streaks. He was just a big old monster. And Kevin Nash, through some trickery, alongside his best friend Scott Hall and his stun gun, has beaten Goldberg. And now Hulk Hogan versus Kevin Nash for the WCW title. Oh, man. The NWO. The NWO have been feuding for months now. There is inner turmoil. And we talked about it before. One of the biggest things happening in wrestling of all time. Mm -hmm. Truly revolutionized the business. And now the implosion is coming to a head. This is the big payoff. Hogan versus Nash. The classic versus the comparatively newer. Who will survive? Well, and James, before I get into this, are you familiar with the finger poke of doom? I think, like, isn't it just like someone pokes someone and then it's like a huge cell? Well, thank you for stealing all of my thunder. You said you asked me. (laughs) (laughs) But yes. uh, That's like if a teacher was like, and does anyone know about what happened at the end of the Civil War? And then someone's like, the Union was reunited and then they're like thanks thank i was supposed to be saying that yankees disruption. win Dis- <laughs> fuck the uh fuck the red Sox. the yankees win i'm kidding but not really uh, Ooh, wow. that was a big one i know <laughs> we're all uh, over the place today guys I know. But yeah, the- it's like someone's the- juggling the topics we have in the finger poke of doom, and it, and it ends up being all storyline, uh, the, the NWO get back together, and the storyline that never ends just keeps on going. Yeah. Um, Kevin, Kevin Nash lays down for Hogan. A lot of people have talked about it. It seems to have been kind of a Hogan idea for him to get the title back and to reunite the NWO. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hogan winning is a Hogan idea? <laughs> I know. It's unbelievable. The Beautiful part about this, because this was an episode, uh, this was a, this was on TV, and at the time, every other episode of Raw was pre-taped. So it would go live, pre-taped, live, pre-taped. And so for the pre-tapes, they were known for kind of, WCW would uh, spoil on their TV, they would read off the results. Dang. So the beginning, the beginning of the episode, they're like, and it looks like Mankind is going to win the WWF title. A lot of fun there, sarcasm, sarcasm. And everyone's like, wait, hold on. They're putting the title on Mick? They're putting the title on fucking Mick Foley? Hell yeah. And if famously, obviously that's not the thing that lost them the war. There was a lot of things that lost WCW the Monday Night Wars. But that's just such a beautiful, ironic, big moment mm-hmm. of here's one of the worst. Yeah, because And by the way, because people were kind of sick of the finger poke of doom did not go over well. It dirtied the WCW heavyweight title. It made it seem illegitimate. It was really just kind of the same old shit again. Yeah. 
And then meanwhile, the WWF are going in such a different direction in that they're finally... Mick Foley is a guy who's been working for all the major companies, has been an absolute workhorse. People love him, but he doesn't necessarily look like a champion. So never, no one, he didn't get that push mm-hmm. until this night. And WCW pretty much gives them free advertisement yeah. for such a beautiful moment. I spent a little bit too much time on the finger poke and Owen Hart, which again, check both of those out. They're very cool because I really wanted to talk about the FTW title and storyline that was going on in 1998-1999 featuring Taz mostly because there's a song called FTW and I there's no way this wasn't in, in influenced ICP at this point in 1999 they have they start working with WCW we won't get into their work in this episode um, but just know they have been in ECW WWF and WCW by 1999 they have worked in the three major uh, companies and putting out albums and producing other people, they're, they're workhorses. They're eclectic. Speaking of workhorses, are you, familiar, are, are you very familiar with a gentleman by the name of Taz? Yes, I am. Uh, he friend. broke his neck and somehow walked to a, a hospital. He's a beast. And he, he's just a tiny little monster of a man. The, I'm not here to like body shame him. Like, it, like No, he's very uh, short. No, no, no. What, what I'm about to say... Okay. He like he doesn't really need neck support because he's so muscular that yep. like his shoulder muscles. This is technically saying like he he worked out, man. Like yeah. you could walk to a place and like his head wouldn't be like a dead Agumon flapping in the wind. <laughs> That's a dead reference Agumon to a story I wrote. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was just my new favorite uh, foreigner song. No. Dead Agumon flapping in the wind. All we are are dead Agumon flapping in the wind. So in 1998, Shane Douglas, we, you remember Shane Douglas? Uh-huh. He threw down the he threw down the NWA title to lift up the ECW title. ECW. He got injured in storyline. I don't know if it's I don't know if Taz is the person who injured him or if this is just storyline. But he can't wrestle, uh, so he he's ducking Taz. He's holding out of the championship, but he's not defending it. And Taz is over like Rover right now. People love him. He's he's just a, he's just a real dude from the street to Red Hook. He's earnest. He's a shooter, and he's just so fun to watch, man. He is brutal. He uh like a lot like oh my gosh, he's he's strong. He's strong style before strong style, you know, at least in America. And so he's ducking him. He's ducking him, and Taz is just this brilliant moment of you of the you know what? Fuck you. Fuck this. Fuck everyone protecting you. FTW, I'm the real world champion. And, and he creates the fuck the world championship belt. And it's such a cool, because they're building for Shane and Taz. This is mm-hmm. going to be a big money draw, but they can't do anything with it. But they still need to keep building. They still want to keep Taz on TV and strong. So they give him the FT, they, he creates his own belt. Which you talk about, I mean, you talk about, you know, just going out and DIY, you doing stuff because you got to do stuff. That's Taz right now. Like the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, his belt. God, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. You got, but millionaires a, go out and do things for themselves, too, you know? I, I, don't know if the, I don't know if this is a fair comparison. <laughs> and now that you brought it up, I don't know if I'm qualified enough to defend against it. <laughs> but it's just, I just I want to touch on it because of the song. Uh, because the comparisons of this DIY and so much of ECW is so is kind of DIY. It's also kind of sketchy, but it's also kind of DIY. It's a lot of you know we're doing this because we want 
we're doing this for ourselves mm-hmm. and and for the fa- and for the fans who want to see this shit. Wait, does that is that what DIY stands for? Uh, it's either that or oh, oh, hold, wait for it. It's got to be hold a shirt on. idea if you're taking this long to figure it out. It's gonna kill. Trust me. You just gotta trust me. Uh, dingoes in your butt. Okay. So that, anywho, yeah. Anywho, moving on. Moving on quickly. <laughs> you could have said oh, like yeah. dingoes in yams, and it's just like them riding a yam or something. Well, that would be dingoes on yams. No, no, you could ride inside it like it's a yam mobile. Oh, like it's a car. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I can or see they're that. like um they're wearing yams as slippers. Okay. Let's see if Nicole okay. can, should I call Nicole and it'll be like, is this something you can draw? Probably not. I don't I can't think of any like clothing that starts with a Y. What about like a yamaka? That's not I mean it's not really clothing, but Okay. It starts with a Y. We have a Jewish uh, dingo? Yeah. People yeah, are gonna yeah. be like, what the fuck is your guys' store? This is the chosen dingoes. Yeah. God's chosen dingoes. We'll find yeah. a what what's god damn it. If Nicole were in here, she'd be like, Well, yards. Mm-hmm. Like they're just oh. in backyards. I like dingoes in yards. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, that's how that's how you lose a baby though. You leave your baby in a backyard, mm-hmm. and then a dingo comes by, picks up your baby, boom, you don't got a baby. You had a baby, now you don't got a baby. But yeah, I I, I love the FTW storyline. I think I really think it's just it's one of the niftiest moments. It's like the it's the shit I love about wrestling, where like it's on the fly, it's adapted, it's very different from certain things that are going on, and it kind of and it just puts Taz over so hard. Where he's the he's the fighting champion, despite the fact that he's not a, rec- a recognized champion. He's so fucking cool. I love Taz. And that's the wrestling of 1999. Oh, yeah. Yamaka, I think, might be the only... We, we screwed ourselves with that. Okay. Well, we didn't screw ourselves. The people who decided to create DIY and make Y the last letter, they yeah. screwed us. It's their fault, not ours. We're perfect. We're great. Or it could be dingoes incinerating yams. And it's just like a dingo with a flamethrower just blistering yams. Oh, see, I'm just picturing a, a, a dingo during Thanksgiving and there's yams in the oven and they're not a good cook. So the yams are on fire. Okay. And the dingo's very, dingo's very flustered about this. Man, I wish Nicole were on this. I know, but she hates she hates our show. Yeah, she. I mean, she hates ICP. That's the real issue mm-hmm. here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she hates me, but she won't tell me. No, she doesn't. She always she thinks everyone hates her. Hates so, no, and I don't. Yeah, I, she's like Sean hasn't talked to me in like a couple weeks. Does does he not like me? That's not even true. I don't. I I, I do muchly. No, I I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I want to talk about. We could cut this out. If Nicole's like, don't don't talk about this, or we might have have we already talked about this? I don't know. Uh, the message uh, after your birthday, she shot me. I think we talked about it on a mostly speaking Sentai. Okay. Oh, so we, then we could probably talk about it here, just real quick. For James's birthday, uh, Nicole got everyone together to go to watch uh, 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 Psycho, Psycho Gorman. Gorman. Yeah, a movie you notoriously unjustly hate. I don't like it. I did not say I hated it. You said I had Steve a good time Kostansky with can get bent. <laughs> what am I, Bert Simpson from 1998? Bert I did not say Simpson? these words. Bert Simpson. I okay. burned him alive with my incinerator. 
but so, and so we're hanging out in the theater and we're having to, and we're hanging out uh having a good time making laughs and i say something purposefully overtly sad um like sad humor and then nicole and nicole like honestly the perfect improv moment because this is what i was looking for kind of jumps on and bullies friendly bullies me uh, uh, accepted bullying you know when you kind of like set your for humor you kind of set yourself up to be bullied yeah, like when like a bus driver's getting bullied and like she gets real sad and starts crying and it's being filmed and you're like, hell yeah, fuck that oh, no, 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 bus no. driver. No, 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 not that. That's that's terrible. <laughs> Children, don't do this to your bus drivers. They're it's rough. It's rough. It's rough as it is to be a bus driver. They deserve um, it. But uh, but no, like like I I will say consensual bullying is a thing. Uh, uh, roasting people, like, each other. Yes. Razzing. Yes. Roasting. Razzing. Uh, so Nicole razzes and she's like, well, just be happy then. Kind of like real, like like a little aggro like that, uh, which if you know, know Nicole is funny enough on its own. Nicole, like like aggro Nicole, will just be happier. It's fucking hilarious. Which uh, uh, she is parroting her father because her father did genuinely say things like that to her and her siblings. What a butt! I didn't. I didn't know that. Oh my gosh! Uh, now you're like, wow, fuck, man! Now it's even worse. Well, because then I should have responded quicker. Because she shoots late. I think the next day she shoots me a message like, "Hey, um, we're okay, right?" Like I didn't want to. I was. I, I was joking, and I realized that I might, I might have gone too far. And obviously, you're allowed to be sad. Like you don't have to. Do, so, but I just want to let you. I just wanted to apologize, and it's immediately. I should have. It took me a day because I'm. I, I don't understand where my phone is. 20 hours out of the day. I just don't know where it goes. But it was just like, no, of course. Nicole, that shit was funny as hell. And I give Nicole... If Nicole ever does listen to the this podcast, which she hates, and I think I've told her this, but I, I should be very clear. Nicole, you have 100% recognition and consent from me to boom roast my sorry jeff ho ass. The only reason Nicole is ever going to listen to this if I die. That's the only she'll okay. like listen to all the other stuff. But also you should have responded of and said like, no, nah, dude, it's really funny when you're a cunt to me. And then she would have been like, excuse me, Sean. Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. I only use I use that word if I get like like out of surprise anger. Like when I busted my knee, it just started flying out. I try not I try not to use it. It's one of those things where like it catches me. Also, I thoroughly love yourself. I thoroughly love Nicole. That being said, I don't think I know either of you long enough to just drop the C-bomb out of nowhere. <laughs> you you can use was... it with me. Maybe not in text. Okay. But. Okay. But if it, came, if it comes up. Cool. So if it comes up on this podcast, you can't edit it out. Great. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm fine. I think I'm talking about Beyblade. I I might I might have called my co-hosts that because none of you guys showed up for Blades Giving. Zero oh, no. people showed up. Corey said Sorry, he was bud. gonna come, and then last minute was like, "Hey, man, I can't show up." So like in storyline, it's it makes sense because Thanksgiving was a yeah. lonely holiday for me as a teen because my parents would go out of town and leave me home. Yeah, but the the show wasn't supposed to be. I I should have I should have called in remotely. I'm sorry. Well, no, it was, was we were gonna have a feast. Like I I I, I bought know. too many frozen pizzas, thinking people were oh, gonna show no. up. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, to be, I did RSVP. No, my yeah. stupid knee is stupid. Okay, you knew. You okay? Good. As long as there wasn't a big frozen pizza with the name Goose written on it, uh, I, that would have felt terrible. You should listen to the episode well. because I I think I 
say like, do you oh, call me the C word? No, I say like, screw your stupid knee. Get healed, <gasps> bro. Oh my god, you heal, you absolute fiend. Because, like, originally in talking about Beyblade, it was, like, no co-hosts allowed because everyone was either lukewarm on the idea of a Beyblade podcast or outwardly angry that I was doing one. So then, like, <laughs> as a joke, I, I made it that they are trying to tarnish my reputation and talking about Beyblade and the listeners <laughs> themselves. So... So you went on a, you kind of went on a big, like, mad scientist, the world's against me heel turn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. I like those. No, no, technically I, I was, it was not a heel turn. They, mm. they did the heel turn. I was the face in the situation. At least that's how I was playing it out to me. Which is how you, well, of course, I mean, the, uh, no character thinks themselves the villain, but Marsh, can I be honest, honest with you for a second? What's that? What makes you think these people will ever turn their backs on me? Me, the number one babyface of the of the Marsland Media Empire. They love me. They come for me. I could fucking I could I could shit on their chest and on stage like that recent singer who was making the news. And they all still come crawling back to the goose. So what makes you think you? You got to please cut all of this out, by the way. I sound like a real tool if you don't cut all this out. So thank you very much. Listeners. Um, but what makes you? Marciniak is here trying to tell you <laughs> he's the baby face of Come Marshland Media. Everyone knows Twitter it's poll. Courtney or Monse. Those oh, two sad true. boys, absolutely. <laughs> Everyone loves them, comes to their defense. Even Nicole. I say something just slightly mean towards her, and oh my God, the comment section is <laughs> raging against me. So if this dude thinks he's... He said two tickets to Sharadice. You think he's the baby face? People are looking at his improv skills and saying, no, thank you. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm going for, uh, to be so bad at improv that people sympathize with me. Like, oh, he constantly, guy. not just no ands me, <laughs> says no fuck you to me in scenes. Well, yeah. And he's the baby face. I can't, I can't, I can't tell you enough, James. Those aren't scenes. Those are real life conversations. I only know how to communicate with no fuck you. He <laughs> isn't even a heel. He's not a tweener. He's just a speck of dust on this <gasps> federation that is Marshland Media. All I'm am is speck of dust in the wind. And see, then you can like overcome adversity now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now I got something to fight against. Yeah. Hey, hey, James. Ooh, it's 1999 sometime in like April or May or some shit. Oh my God, let me pull it up real quick. I have, oh <laughs> fuck, I forgot to send notes. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I have so many notes for this album because I fucking love it. May 25th, 1999. The fifth Joker's card is not upon us. It's here, guys. And before we do that, I found a better chart. Because I pulled okay. up this week for just hip-hop and R&B, and there were zero rap artists on there. But I found, oh. because the rap album chart didn't get put into place on Billboard until 2004. Luckily, I found okay. the hot rap song chart, which that's what I'm pulling. So coming in at number five, we have... 
TWDY featuring Too Short and Mac Mall with Players Holiday. Then, okay. again on the charts that we're discussing, coming in at number four is Buster Rhymes featuring Janet with What's It Gonna Be? Did you listen to that Buster Rhymes song I sent you from the Rugrats oh, soundtrack? Yet. Okay, Not yet, not yet, not yet. It sucks. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, oh, really? No, no, no. It sucks because when you go find this soundtrack on like Tidal and I think probably Spotify, it says like, hey, the record label won't let you stream these two songs. And it's the Rock Kim and the Buster Rhyme like, song. The songs I want. Pretty yes. Much. It, well, there's that's a no bullshit. doubt song on there. That's fucking great. OK. Yeah. I was gonna say, that's oh, my gosh. That's that album looks wild. It is. I, and, Speaking so of wild what? things, coming in at number uh-huh. three, one of the worst rappers I've ever heard, Silk the Shocker, but <laughs> featuring someone who, besides his personal life, is pretty good at rapping, Mystical, with It Ain't My Fault too slash Somebody Like Me. Have you ever seen that video of Mystical in the closet? And then I think it's, I forget who it is, but every time there's a spill on the floor, they pull him out of the closet to just kind of act as... A sort of warning sign like you know like those warning slippery floors it's that but instead oh, it's mystical no. going watch yourself oh no i've never seen this i gotta check that out it's great yeah it's either funny or direct college humor but it's just yeah you know next time you spill next time you spill jam on the floor pull that mystical out of the closet to let everyone know watch yourself hell yeah coming That's, in at number two yeah. with holla holla it's ja rule hey and, and fine i had a-, a dream that i was hanging out with 50 cent <laughs> last night okay don't know why. I had a dream. Here's the thing. I feel like I had a dream a couple days ago about 50 Cent. Is 50 Cent just visiting us in our dreams? I hope so. He's like Freddy Krueger, dream warrior, but he's going to roast us and use uh, transphobic jokes to us. Yeah. Also, he only visits millennials. He's given up on teenagers. He has? Apparently. Well, you're a millennial. I'm a millennial. Yeah. We normally wouldn't be the ire of Freddy Krueger. We've kind of oh. aged past that shit. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. you like something because he's like, oh man, these teenagers these days can't take a joke. I thought he was going like some shitty Jerry Seinfeld route. These teenagers can't take a joke. I'm going to dream murder millennials. Yep. He should be, if that's the case, he's like, I'm going to dream murder every SJW Gen Z. Mm-hmm. That's the Bill Mayer of Freddy Kr- When Bill Mayer starts Freddy Kruegering us. He's just going to go after the Gen Z SJWs. Who? Thank you. Bill Mayher. Who's that? You know, Bill Mayer? Uh, he's, I guess, a comedian. Do you mean Bill Maher? Did, oh. Oh. Oh, I do. Oh, my gosh. her. I like that. Yeah. If you were meeting that as like yeah, a roast on his. right? Yeah, but it's Bill Maher. It's, uh, that's not how he spells it. Well, too bad. That's how it's pronounced. <laughs> And then I so like the I won't say the guest just in case it does. We're possibly going to have like a legend in horror core on mostly speaking Sentai. Why isn't it on the the horror core podcast you do? Because that's how I do, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) He sampled Religious, the Bill Maher yeah, the documentary. documentary and I was obsessed with that documentary. And now I'm like, oh, it's so cringy. Him coming in and being like, religion is the reason for all our woes. Isn't it crazy? And it's like, okay, you're fueling edgelord teens on Facebook, and Facebook isn't even invented yet. 
I'm s- snaps for fueling the edgelord's teens because it's so hard to do. You got I added to do too it. many S's to that sentence. I added way too many S's. And finally, coming in at number one, JT feet or JT money featuring Soul with Who Dat. I was hoping you're gonna say JT Taylor. Uh, JT Taylor. Jonathan Taylor because- Thomas. Damn it! I'm so bad with names today. Oh, wait, is that what's my you brain? Meant? Yes, JT oh. Taylor Thomas. What's the I'm other great. T? <laughs> uh, um, uh, um, anywho, you are bad oh. at coming up with words that start with a letter today. <laughs> give me any letter. That's not even true. Give me any letter. I'll give you any word. Let's X. go right now, right here. X-ray. Next letter, next word. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, but I think works just as fine. Q. That's just me. Qua. You know, a qua. Classic qua. I always said Q-tip. Mm. Quail man. That's not, that's a, that's, that's, that's the proper noun. That's okay, not, then a quail. Does not fly. Okay, well done. Well done. Your trickery has served you well today, sir, but not for much longer. We can't keep going into wrestling bits. We have to talk about this album. I don't want to be that was here a wrestling for. Bit. Oh, I thought you were going into more like, and I'm here as now the the uh, face turn. That might just be how I talk now. I've been watching an aggressive amount of wrestling ever since 2020. Ever since your knee buckled under pressure. I mean, even before that, but yeah, that helps. Oh my gosh, that helps. And then someone kissed your knee and said. I don't know what you were, I could, through Discord, I could not hear what you were doing, so I will hear it on the recording. I, it, it, it's not great. <laughs> well, guys. Dude, what are we doing? This is the first ICP album I ever listened to. My friend, Sean Ripley, RIP, or not Sean Ripley, I compounded the two friends of mine that died in a car crash. <laughs> Terry Ripley, uh, he said, hey, man, just check out ICP. It's something I think you would like, you fucking weirdo. And he was right. I sat down. I used to as a teenager and before my listening to album time would be spent on a toilet. I would just sit on the toilet and listen. And front to back, I listened to this album like I put it in at his house as I was leaving in my CD player, and then Mm -hmm. I remember vividly nothing left closing it out. I was like, this is great. I guess this is me now. (laughs) Yo, those... I know know exactly what you're talking about. Sometimes, for me, it wasn't, uh, listen to this, you weird fuck. It was, listen to this, you sad fuck. And it was Elliot Smith, because I was a sad fuck. (laughs) Bless your soul, you beauty queen. Oh my gosh, thank you. But those, but it's so, it's so wild, and it's something. And you can you continue to get. I think I don't think that ever totally stops. But ever when you something new just kind of hits you, and you have that moment of clarity. You don't always get, but when something's so impactful, you get this moment of clarity of, oh, this is going to be a major part of my personality for mm-hmm. years and years to come. I don't know. It's I don't want to get too parasocial with it, but it does feel like coming home. It does feel seen, mm-hmm. I guess, is what the kids would call it. Um, but it's powerful. Teased hair and such. Of course, and such and such. Because you said seen. Ah, yes, yes, yes. I, See, I'm stuck on like 80s hair metal because, again, 
I've been watching a gratuitous amount of wrestling ever since 2020 started. I'm trying to remember the specific movie, but there are these like bonkers horror movies that let's just say Toxic Avenger. I sat down and watched that. And as Nicole and I were watching this movie, she's like, fuck, this is going to be part a part of James's life now. And I don't (laughs) want it. Please, why is this happening? Of just is like, that when you started using the phrase chuds? No, no, no. That would I okay. I've been using chud before I saw the movie Chud. Okay, uh, had to ask. Had what to ask. was the? It had to have been. It was a full moon features movie, but I cannot remember the name of it. Fuck. Go to my letterbox, Marshland Monster, and you'll be like, oh, it was probably this one of me just like getting high. And I was watching them for a long time, like through like a month. I would get a little stoned on one day, watch two movies and be like, wow, this is amazing. And Nicole was just not having it because she was also stone sober. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it's just watching your silly ass being a silly ass. I think this, it was a movie that the guy who ended up making... A talking cat? Have you ever seen that movie? Um, no. It's fucking stupid, but we watched it <laughs> Rift Tracks, so it was fun. It's on Tubi TV. Yeah. Just search like Rift Tracks Talking Cat, you'll find it. That's how I watched The Room for the first time. Oh, Same. Rift Tracks. Yeah. Uh, the Room's so good. They're so good. Or The Rift Tracks made it good. Uh, the Room is one that I would never watch uh, by my lonesome. That's one, uh, with all due respect, I will politely disagree and agree to disagree. Um, I'll watch The Room any day of the week. You want to put a, you want to put The Room on, I'm probably there for it. Troll it's, 2, that's mine. Man, that's you know a what? fucking you, great one. See, enjoy it. Uh, I, haven't, and you know, I haven't seen Troll 2. It looks fun. It looks fine. There's just something something magical, magical about The Room. Dude. I don't know what. You should come over and we'll watch Troll 2 together. Okay. I mean, okay. It's uh, wait, so my, good. Also, yeah, Sleepaway okay. Camp was one we watched this year, and I'm like, this is a perfect movie. Okay. How did this... Have you seen Sleepaway Camp? No, I'm not a huge horror guy, though. Oh, it's th- weird. I, I think I've said before, I love horror aesthetic, but I don't actually love horror. It's weird. Well, this is just baffling bonkers shit. You gotta watch it. Okay. I like bonkers shit. I do like bonkers shit. I like some horror. Like, I love I love the original Halloween. I love the original Halloween. I think I've seen the original Friday the 13th. I know I've seen this. I know I've seen Friday the 13th, too. And that's great. Every now again, I like horror. I like thrillers. I love Psycho. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Some, and I love monsters. I think that was it. I think slashers just kind of, like, lost me. Because I like monster movies. And I like psychological scary. But just, like, I don't know. Do you remember? Oh, what was the one... Steven Tyler's daughter is in a house and there's like three people in masks and they want to kill her and her boyfriend. My guess would be like either the strangers or strangers. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. I didn't, I hated it. It was just so boring to me. Oh, I can't watch movies like that because those, that's like things that could actually happen. Like home invasion stuff. No, thank you. Unless it's by a ghost. If a ghost is home invading you, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Cause then, then you just call up Bill Murray and, crystal vodka and you're having a good time can i say the movie that i was trying to think of dr alien that is the movie that i was like oh dr. hell yeah alien. nicole's like fuck i hate that you watch these dr alien yeah that sounds so fun dr alien sounds fun 
There is a sla- – it's a parody of slasher movies, but it is also okay. a slasher movie called Unmasked okay. Part 26. It is so <laughs> fucking good. It's it, – the, the, the thing is okay. – the, the plot is what if – Jason Voorhees moved to the UK and then realized like, man, I don't really like my line of profession. Like I'm kind of getting jaded with this whole killing teens thing. Sounds like a mad TV sketch. It's so good. It came out in like 89. It's on also Tubi. Tubi TV is where horror is at, brothers. You heard it here first, folks. Tubi TV, it's where horror is at. We've also been watching, we watched all of the Ring movies, like Ringu, Ringu 2. I mean, the ones in like this continuity and then Ringu Zero Birthday. And Zero Birthday is so fucking good. Okay. These movies are great, man. I have never seen a ring. They're not. I think you would like them because they're more mystery side. Like they're they're more like mystery movies opposed to just horror movies. We watched Juan and that freaked me out. Nicole was sitting and she's like, man, this isn't that scary. Well, like my hands over my face and my eyes. And I'm like, why did you allow me to watch this? (laughs) You knew you. I would hate this. Yes, I'm the one who said we should watch this tonight, but why would you let me? <laughs> it was my idea, but you should have known better. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm, gonna- I'm a fool. Hey, guys, I haven't skateboarded since a middle schooler, but I'm pretty sure I could land a kickflip. And it's like, don't do that, James. Don't. No, no, no. <laughs> You'll bust your knee oh. like Sean did and then scream cunt. Hey, now. Harsh. Was this during a performance and you just busted your knee and you're like, oh, cunt. Ooh. I don't. So I don't think I don't think I started. I don't think I swore when I heard this, like on this on this occasion, because I still had a show adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Like I I was I was cro- I was, you know, I was making a cross. I still had one scene left to go. So I didn't have time to be in pain. I just had to be like, can I stand up? Mm-hmm. Can I walk? Can I do my lines? I think I think it was like after backstage, and by then it kind of settled in. So it's just like, if I move it weird, it, I could I could keep it under my breath to be like, oh fucking god, shit, shit. There was enough time between the injury and the after the show, the injury setting in, that I had I I could I could regain some control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we got to regain control of this podcast. I'm here for it, baby. All right, so. Amazing Jekyll Brothers came out May 25th, 1999. I'm just going to read through some notes because we don't have the liner notes with us. This will let you know conceptually what the album's about. The album's lyrics focus on the nine circles of hell and the morality of man as he is torn between righteousness and evil. The album's titular Jekyll Brothers are spirits who juggle balls of fire representing the sins committed during the mor- the mortal life of the dead. What's up? Quick, yeah. Uh, quick, quick, quick side. Oh my gosh. I need to like have a quick pre-meeting with you about notes before we get into the album. Because I knew that I knew there it was weird. It's not like one of those I'm taken aback. I knew there was something going on. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know a what it was. B how in depth and specific it was. Yeah. Oh uh, my for gosh. for next week's albums, I will like at the end of this episode. I need to okay. preface you so you your expectations aren't high. Okay, <laughs> uh, but so like, the opposite of what I'm asking you to do. Yeah, and what will happen is like if you go in knowing what the albums are, you'll be like, oh, okay, I can find enjoyment in this. Uh, okay. But 
Jake the Sinister and ja- oh wait, ja- Jack the Sinister and Jake the Just, bad and good, mm-hmm. emerge from yeah. the flames of a candle to determine the fate of the dead. The Jekyll brothers juggle fireballs. For every sin committed during the mortal life of the dead, another ball is added. Jack attempts to throw Jake curves in an attempt to see a ball drop. If a soul witnesses Jake, they're so similar, like, and it's hard to know which one is because I'm bad at reading. If You're crushing he, it. If he drops one of the balls, it will be damned to hell. Souls who see mm-hmm. Jake successfully complete that act ascend to heaven, a.k.a. Shangri-La. This album, though, debuted at yeah. number four on the Billboard charts and was later certified platinum by the RIAA. And you know what? When I think of like ICP, I think 1999. Well, you roam alone. I roam alone. Uh, but like we, we're getting Limp Bizkit. We're getting the new. I think Limp Bizkit's out by 99, right? Yeah. So we're getting like the new metal. Like I, I, I still think it's ICP is kind of like put in the work to clear the way mm-hmm. for bands like Limp Bizkit and this and this new metal uh, revival or arrival. But it's definitely when I think 99, I think I'm thinking peak ICP. Um, and I'm also Run DMC laid the movements for new metal. Okay, guys. Run DMC, yes. Uh, and and, and anthra- Anthrax and Public Enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. the Walk This Way was the first new metal song. <laughs> fight us, just fight us. Whether you agree or disagree, regardless. So, a couple more notes on this. Hoping to Mm -hmm. receive the respect Bruce and Ulcer felt they deserved. They planned, that's their last names. They planned to feature well-known, respected rappers on their album. Bruce stated outright that he wanted to involve Snoop Dogg, ODB, and Ice-T. Snoop Dogg requested that ICP not pay his then-current record label, No Limit Records, and said that he would appear on the album if Bruce and Ulcer gave him 40 grand in a briefcase. Snoop also helped them contact ODB, who was paid $30,000 for his appearance. I will go into uh, more details about ODB's track when we get to it. Oh, baby. Will it be raw? Oh, even more than raw. Uh, it, it's uh, you know spoiled. That you, you know that I. You do know that I. I like it raw. Yeah, dude. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. Ooh, baby, sushi. Ooh, baby, eggs, I like it raw. Cookie dough. I wanna give it to you raw every night and day. Steak, sex, all my favorite raw things, and I guess professional wrestling. Of course, of course. Did uh, did Snoop? Because I, I, didn't, I didn't look this up. Did Snoop have issues with his uh, with his with his management at the time or his record label at the time? Uh, I think it was during the time. I think it was during '98 when No Limit put out 28 albums. I think in one year. Okay. So there, it's, but they they all sold. Like this album went platinum with zero promotion. So I I think he just wanted out of that way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I don't blame him. I feel like Ice, because at this point, Ice, this is released on Psychopathic, right? ICP yes. is kind of a- self-contained. Island. No, no, it's this is on Island. Okay, but I feel like I feel like they're doing. I could be wrong, but they're doing a little bit more of. They probably got themselves a better deal at this point. They probably own more of their rights than previous albums. Probably, I don't know. 
I don't know. Uh, then theory, uh, ICP theory, Snoop Dogg says this, sees this, and it's like, yeah, that's fucking great business, and it's great business that you know in, uh, encourages the artist, that supports the artist, and that's that nice like, I don't know. It's it's as much as like I I hate business and arts. It's so necessary and so mandatory because once you're if you're kind of stable as a business artist then like you get to do more shit. You get to be a little more experimental. You get to go, you get, you get to be more expressive in your own voice because you have less, you don't have to worry about the suits coming down on you because you're, you're not just a businessman. You're a businessman. Yeah, man. And you can charge $40,000 and phone in a verse. Well, oh, we'll get into it later. Oh, Snoop Dogg phoned it in, baby. I like, but, I like, I like the Snoop, but okay. Yeah, but it's Snoop Dogg being Snoop Dogg. All of the rhymes he yeah. said in this, he has probably said before. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, ICP contacted Ice T, who Ice T is a legend. Like out of these three. Yeah. Especially during the time, like, Ice-T in rap probably is phased out a little bit in the, uh, like, general public's eyes because I see him as an actor opposed to a rapper. But mm -hmm. he's like, hey, man, I'll do it for just 10 grand. The cheapest out of all of them. And the, in the book, Behind the Paint, if I recall properly, he mm -hmm. was, like, kind of the coolest about everything because ICP were like, hey— you know, we're we're listening to all the tracks. Are you fine if we don't put this out on this on this record? Because you like you could get royalties. Like people would probably be like, "Well, I did this. I did it on the cheap for you. You need to put it out." But he was like, "No, yeah. If it doesn't fit the album, that makes sense. Don't put it out." So they put it out on Psychopathics from Outer Space, and then eventually Forgotten Features, which is part of their Forgotten Freshness album series compilations. So you can you can hear this song. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, and it's also, I mean, we talk about we we, we talked about new metal. We talk about uh, this fusion of rap and rock and roll, and it, like it, it, that Ice T of is such a good fit. I mean, fucking body count. Mm -hmm. Ice T is not just a he is he is a rap legend. He is a hip hop legend. He's also like a metal legend and a hardcore legend. Yeah. Like he, like you talk like he's so Ice T and ICP. That's that's peanut butter and jelly, baby. Yeah, that that's so good. Uh and and the, and the fact that he's so cool about it that makes me love Ice T so much more. Yeah, man, I hope that I want to play ping pong with that dude someday. A little too bad on the calorie intake, you know. Ooh, how dare you? Because of Ice T, Lip you know, it's got a lot of sugar Lipton's in it. Lipton's will hear about this. Ooh, Lipton, kiss me, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did I have anything else? No, not until the review's at the end. So let's get into okay. this track by track, man. Let's do it. The intro, I think, is their best opening skit. It's very atmospherical, and it mm -hmm. also it's in and out. They, they, they're like, we're, we're going to tell you this. It's, I think is under two minutes long. It's not indulgent. It's good. Yeah. We need to learn yeah. a little something from them for our intros. The intro is only, yeah, intro is a minute 19, which is wild. It's hard to judge intros, I think, unless they really just dink it. Yeah, and fuck uh, botch it. Yeah, I think it was last week um, that the intro, I, I the first time I noticed something about the intro, but that's because they specifically swerved on you. Yeah. On Tunnel of Love. This is just, a, yeah. Tunnel of Chud. Tunnel of Chud, baby. Uh, but this is a lot, yeah, this album's a lot more straightforward. This 
in which is weird to say because it's such a deep and heavy concept but for icp yeah this it's 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 much more a deep heavy concept that they kind of like stick through through the album is a lot more in line for them mm-hmm. uh so yeah good in, like yeah no no notes good intro boys and Thumbs then up. then we get our first like song intro that I yeah. think like it holds on its own as just a song because it actually is like the Jack one, Jeremy, Jack one more for you. How many balls will fall from the sky for you? That part is regularly stuck in my head. <laughs> I'm so it's very catchy. I had no idea what was going on until 50 or so minutes ago when you explained <laughs> the concept behind the album. I'm like, oh, Okay, this makes so much more sense. You want to know what? Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Favorite album. I didn't know what was going on until maybe three months ago when we started this (laughs) podcast and I read up about it. (laughs) Which I think is the running gag. One of of the many running gags within Insane Clown Posse is some deep and heavy and Mm -hmm. beautiful themes that's good fucking luck finding out is that you they're need, hidden this for yeah. real is we've said it before the equivalent of old school games where you needed the manual to know any storyline mm-hmm. and regularly how to even just play the game you know what yes yes we've said it I, we have said this before but especially at amazing jekyll brothers did i say amazing it is amazing yeah. right no yeah. it's the incredible but it's the yamaka it? jekyll brothers uh, especially on Yamaka Jekyll Brothers. God, it's so wonderfully convoluted. <laughs> wonderfully convoluted. But wonderfully convoluted. Ooh, baby. Uh, uh, but yeah, but also very, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many, wondering, how many souls burn, wondering why. Very catchy. Very For catchy. you. For like, I think it's a minute. Let me check the time on this. It's minute 26. It's good. <laughs> so it's what, great. I'll, I was say for one of my one of my one of my consistent notes, which has been so long, they're so it's over five minutes. Wow, it's super catchy. Laying down the uh, laying down groundwork for a story we ha- we just found out three months to fifty <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> under uh, under two minutes, beauty. It's a I beauty. Was, I was, so for over sixteen years, one of my favorite albums. I don't, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I feel like, but that happens like all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like there like there is still. I mean, that's usually why things are your favorite is because there's something new to discover about it every day. But let's get into the first full song on here, which is Bring Bring It It On. on. Holy shit, man. Oh, how good ironic. I was asking you to bring it on, and then you did, in fact, bring it on with Bring It On. There's cheerleaders. One person, like, gets a thumb inside her vagina while he's lifting her up. Sure sure does. That's Um, a disturbing part of that movie. Yeah. (laughs) She's just getting fingered out in the open. And bring it, it on. Such a moment. Yeah, it took me such a moment to recognize you're not talking about this song anymore. Oh no, no. I'm talking <laughs> I'm about like, the movie. Bring it I'm, on. I'm going through my notes like I'm looking for this and I don't find it. Um, but no, yeah, bring it on. I like Bring It On. I wasn't in love with the track. There's um, movie's uh, great. Movie's great. Oh yeah. I think Bring It On is perfectly hectic in its composition. There are like so many moving parts of it. But it all, mm-hmm. like, fits together. Kind of like, I, but not, I, I was about to say this, but then I was like, well, it's not that good. I was going to say kind of like Paul's Boutique's production, but no, not not as good as that. <laughs> but no. still, uh, uh, on that kind of feel where it's like each moving piece 
goes from the next one into the other one seamlessly and it all yeah. fits. But if you were to look at the beginning and the end, you'd be like, how did we f- come here? It's really, and I think we, I mentioned it before with um, the, uh, the, the quote unquote need and game trilogy. I forget which album that was. I think it was two or three albums ago. Uh, the um, great Jekyll brother. All right, mom, the great Malenko. <laughs> great Malenko. Thank you. But yeah, I think, and they're really coming, again, we're getting peak ICP. They're really coming into their strengths. Yeah. And I think, and part of that is, especially if they're gonna, if every album is going to be a concept album, part of it is going to be really nailing transitions. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool to see that really like come into such fruition on the first like full song yeah. on this album. Uh, there are yeah. parts of this that I like. Shaggy says, um, dead bigot face down in a pond. I like that line. There, this line I say frequently in my head is, uh, shoot me with silver bullets. Okay. I pull them out, pawn them and get paid. That's a good it's, one. It's very good. And there's and they're coming. Oh, my gosh. Their fantasy. Again, I think that their fantasy horror is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. They're just cut like their weird surreal horror is getting so fucking good. Also, the third verse that's just Shaggy too dope. That's constantly in my head is Shag's too dope. Serial killer. Axe murder boy. Wig cap pillar. I can wear, wear a filler jacket and look fresh. Pimping like David Koresh was. Teacher says I got bombs in my locker. It's so good. It's yeah. so fucking good. I love this album. Juggalos it's a very out good there. Album. But let's get on to the next one. I will post it in the description. There is a video during when we would do Kingdom Hearts on Twitch. Nicole, when our offices were in the same room, she would just pull up. ICP lyrics just sight unseen and read them. She didn't know the cadence. She would just read them like they were stories. And sure. I want my shit was one of them. It's so good. I like it. I like this song very much. I'm sorry to jump in. It's but I like I wrote I'm, down. I'm so scared of what you're gonna say right now. I wrote down like guys, this is this will be the most juggalo I will be on any podcast because of this. It's so fucking good, Thank guys. You. Oh my gosh, I was so scared because this is like, oh my gosh. I'm okay, going to be honest, good. there is only one song that I will say like, I'll skip over it, but it's still a good song. None of these are bad songs on this album. Yeah, I mean, let's see. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, but definitely this one. I don't, I won't, I don't, I don't know if I'll go so far to say that. <laughs> oh, this is, no. oh, this is why I wrote that. I wrote down this hook is uh, this hook is pure energy from the dark carnival. Three exclamation points. Oh my gosh! So fucking, so fucking. I want a rusty axe. I want to know voodoo. A fat bitch named Brit. It's so. I'm probably oh quickly. I that. would like to give the genius notation for that. A fat bitch named Bridget. Mm-hmm. Here's a genius notation for that. ICP often rap about sex with fat women. <laughs> it's just uh, I oh, love thanks, genius. No uh, one of my favorite things is like on oh, Childish boy. Gambino songs, trying to see what Childish Gambino fans are, how they're interpreting some lines. And it's just so mm. stupid. I like Childish Gambino. I, I do, but like some, if you really do, if you like Childish Gambino, never dissect his lyrics. Don't read the comments. Well, the lyric, I will like. I think internet took a is kind of like the marking point of where like it stopped being like ah kind of silly, very dumb. 
E.E. E. Cummings on her face, now that's poetry in motion. No dissection. That's just a clever fucking line. E.E. E. Cummings on her face. Pause for effect. Now that's poetry in motion. Perfect. Beauty. Um, but, uh, but how's that yeah, poetry no. in motion? And how's that you're poetry? Coming. You're actively coming. I know, but like if you e. really e. dissect... My friend TC Perfect and I, we, we went through, I think, all of Freaks of and Geeks, and just, it's stupid, uh, some of his lines. But uh, we're not we here to talk it. about child. I do enjoy Childish Gambino, but if you yeah, start yeah. dissecting, like, that's what I'm saying. Do not do it. Okay. Um, but on, I want my shit. Oh, my God. The, first of all, I didn't mean to scream the hook. Um, I oh, no, thank you for doing I'm it. Losing it. It's so, I might have, I might have peaked my audio. Because I closed my eyes to scream it as loud as I could. I'm fine with that. Um, but I, I, I want to read uh, some of my notes on this one. It, 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 the, the juxtaposition of because these they do scream it, is, and and, and, it's, and it's, the lines are cut off with this like chug, this chugging guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of chugging guitar in this, and I love I love guitars that chug. Chugga chugga chugga. Yeah, but then these verses are so like late. It's so laid back. And they're saying some of the worst shit, mm-hmm. you know, horror. It's it's this. It's horrible. It's horrorcore, baby. Um, but it's you so know laid back. Horrible. One of the best. I think one of my favorite things, like as a comedian and as a, as, as an actor, to see as a move, are the throwaways. When you just say something, and sometimes the bet is is your heaviest line, mm-hmm. but for the character for whatever reason just kind of throws it away like it's nothing. Throw it away um, now. And it makes you lean in. It makes you, it's kind of like what I was saying with Jake the Snake Roberts last week, where you lean into it because they're not, they're not, they're not yelling at you, Ultimate Warrior style, seeking attention. They're just like, yeah, so this thing. And you're like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. And these verses, it's so, I think I talked about this last time too with Violent J, finding this subdued version of himself. Mm -hmm. Like he can still, he can still go. He can still just like run it, but he can also like really like play it subtle. I don't know if the lines are necessarily subtle, but he's playing it subtly. And again, it makes me lean in. It's so good. What I I specifically wrote down laid back verses with fantastical, violent content and a simple punchy chorus. Some of the lyrics, you know, the, Man, they didn't even have that shit back then. Then it's like, okay, I went across enemy lines with a lantern. Yeah. That one I like. But I I also mm -hmm. have another, I have some criticizing on one of these. Okay, real before we do that, because I want to talk specifically about that moment. Mm -hmm. I wanted to write down, what did I write down? Uh, ICP breaks the fourth wall, works when I buy them being them. Yeah. And I love love that. It's the same same thing I liked. um, I think it it was something off Fuck Off. When uh, Violent J started rapping and then Shaggy said, no, you are, you already, this is my record. Yes, 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 yes. I love those moments Be- because they seem, and I don't know, maybe it's a little parasocial and wishful thinking, but they seem very genuine with each other. They're so, normally fourth wall stuff, and especially with comedy is so cringy and it's so fuck off. Just like you're, you're taking me out of it. But for whatever reason, I think because I trust them together and I enjoy watching them be themselves together, I loved that moment. And I love those moments, those fourth wall breaky moments. Hard to do. What would have been really cool is if to break the fourth wall and you'd be like, holy shit, I am the man where (laughs) you take a picture of yourself and it gets digitized and thrown on to Duke Nukem 
So when you're looking at Duke Nukem in the mirror in Duke Nukem Forever, <laughs> while he's walking around like a a madman, just constantly looking in one direction, but his body's moving in others, you would have mm-hmm. been like, "Wow, I have sex with big tittied women. <laughs> I am forever." I pick up poo in the toilet and carry with uh, carry it with me through most of the first level. That's what I do. And the name is Sven that uh, Sean named it. Sven. Sven the poop. But. <laughs> yes. On this song, the, there's, a, there's a few lines that I want to read. And it's, I believe, in the third verse. He says, my homie has an Impala, Blue 67. Last night we hit the road pushing 111. I stuck my head out the window, told him floor it the most, and let my nugget ping off a light post. Ha 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 ha. Hell yeah, cuz. Hurts a little bit, but then you get a straight buzz. Sorry, Violent J. You don't get a straight buzz when you do that. You summon the demon P-Man that goes into your granddaughter, who is also your grandson, and you have some weird fuckery, and your daughter slices her head off with a piano wire. Oh, I... Okay, I gotta, I gotta rearrange my plans for next weekend. Have you seen Hereditary? No, I thought this was gonna give me a nice buzz. Now I have to see Hereditary and not let my nugget hit a light post while I'm doing 111 to my friend's Impala. Which again, were my plans next weekend. Hereditary's one of the most fucked up movies. Because I went okay. in thinking it was just a ghost movie and it's not. It's a family drama. Is that Nicolas Cage? No. Okay, he did, he did, he did... He did a horror movie that year, I think, as well. Maybe not. It was probably Mom and Dad. Mom and Dad, the movie. Nicole loves Mom and Dad. Okay. I've never heard of it until this moment. Do you want to know what? When we get to it in, I don't know, three years on Engaged with Cage, (laughs) (laughs) Nicole just laughed at that. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, We'll we'll, we'll have you on for Mom and Dad. Call me back. Call me back. Call me by your name, bitch. Baby... So uh, but yeah, I want my shit as a great song. Next, oh, we forgot to talk about so like the Chilito skit in after uh, I think Bring It On. I think their comedy oh, yeah. is getting more structured. Also, Sean, yeah. you were correct. A few episodes back, I said, oh, they're going to start having someone else do their comedy. Just think about like late '90s comedy, and you said, I don't know, the Jerky Boys, and you were right. You know, my favorite part about that is. I, until this album, have never listened to a moment of Jerky Boys comedy. (laughs) I just like put together like, oh, I'm pretty, I was alive in 99. I'm pretty sure the Jerky Boys are what ICP is going for. Yeah. (laughs) Never listening to it. Yeah, no, they're fun though. Yeah, they were like, it it makes, the Jerky Boys segments in this, yeah, it adds up. It's not my favorite. No, no. Um, And it's kind of, it's, it's kind of the end of 90s. Uh, sarcasm. Oh, it is uh, not. You, in the real... I mean, obviously, we're going to stick with it for a couple years, but yeah. it's not having the heyday. Okay, okay. Have you ever seen... I was watching... There's a SpongeBob documentary on a while ago. No, I haven't. Years and years ago. It's very interesting, and I think the thing that I really took away from it, uh, the reason a lot... They, some of the creators attribute the show success is because, especially children, were kind of growing tired of this 90s cynicism attitude sonic 
Pretty much. And, and, and not so much the Sonic edit. Well, yeah, but like this attitude and specifically negative cynicism mm-hmm. in their com- in comedy. I mean, we had Red and Stimpy. We have everyone. Like, everyone is just the sarcastic. Nah. Yeah. Um, and so, like, SpongeBob came around 2001 or like, I think it was 99. I think it was 99. Um, 99 but came around, yeah. it's just like, yeah, just a super positive, whimsical force that, like, was really easy to cheer for. Mm-hmm. And I, it, so when I say the end, obviously it's going to keep going for a while. South Park is still on the fucking air for uh, today. Um, but we're definitely, but, but we're seeing, we're seeing the end of it being the number one ipso facto route to comedy. So I said like, it's still going to be around because mm-hmm. you, you listen to comedy bang bang, right? I do listen to comedy bang bang. There were comedy death ray albums that came out that were like compilations of stand up. And there is a, so this is probably like 2004, 2005. Uh Uh-oh, camera's down. Can you still hear me? I know. Yes, I can. Very much. Sorry. Find, search this out. Scott Aukerman has a stand-up and also Chris Hardwick. But Scott Aukerman's more specifically because like he's a sweet boy Mm -hmm. generally. He's just like playing this angry stand-up, like, but not as a character. Like this is the bit, like he's. He's yeah. trying to be like most alt comedians at the time were like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to be like angry. And it is so cringy, especially Ugh. knowing how Scott really is of him like, hey, this is just what everyone's doing of being a cynical person. And it's like, ooh, no, thank you. I Have I ever told you uh, the, st- the st- uh, stand up album I released in eighth grade? No. Have Okay. Um, so I knew I wanted to do, I really got into stand up like by third, fourth grade. I want to hear this so bad. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Nicole. Sean released a stand up album in eighth grade and he's just now telling me about it. Why would he tell me this? Of course. Of course I'm going to, like, ex- find this and exploit it. I will pay for that. I don't know if you can hear James uh, off mic and Nicole yelling at each other and James exclaiming he's going to exploit my eighth grade comedy. Nicole said uh, they- she'll pay for it. So I don't have a copy anymore. No! I don't know where any of them are. They're most likely lost to time. He James went away again. Oh, I, I had to close the door. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, so... Um, I so I th- I think I started writing jokes fifth or sixth grade maybe maybe sooner maybe fourth grade, uh, but I've been writing jokes not performing anywhere because um, I'm a child, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm a shy child. So I'm just like sitting in my room writing jokes. If there's anything, the best thing you do in stand up is to do it. Free advice, like yeah, you just just going up and doing it. Go before you're ready because you don't know you don't know how they hit. You don't know what their cadence is going to mm-hmm. be until you do it multiple times. I didn't have that luxury. Uh, so by the eighth grade, my dad had bought a karaoke machine for the house. Hell yeah. It had a CD player and a little tape section so that you re- you could record yourself mm-hmm. singing karaoke. This is how early ICP albums were recorded. Okay. So I'm pretty much the third member of ICP yeah. in this sense. Uh, and I remember, this is and this is my dad's house. So there's seven of us in the house. My dad, my stepmom, and then us five kids. I wait till everyone's in bed. I go down to the den where the where the uh, uh, where the karaoke machine is, and it's right above my dad and stepmom's room and the very thin wall. So I'm, it's 
probably like 20 minutes or so of me whispering my jokes. Oh, that's the worst. To nobody. I thought you were going to say, and I started doing some Kinnison shit, and my dad came down with a quickness, gut laughing so hard. Well, and here's the thing. It's funny you mentioned that, because my first, like, one of my early albums was Kinnison Live in Hell that I got from my dad, yeah. I think, that Christmas. So, so at the time, and it's so weird, because it's me, like, whisper speaking these jokes my biggest influences at the time are sam kinnison dennis fucking leary so it's all these like angry ranty Mm -hmm. yelly humor that i'm speak whispering and i have and i'm 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 in the eighth grade i have no experience there is no reason for me to be angry the way that i am but it's all but it's it's what i was you know listening to and exposed to at the time uh, you know, this is also like early 2000s. So there's like late stage Carlin influence in there. All of these influences that, again, a 12 year old child, 13, uh, I guess at the time, I have no, I have nothing. I have nothing to back up this righteous fury of, you know, when you go downstairs and your toys are out. Fuck, why did my mom put them away? I left them out for a reason. Except like, it, what are you talking? It would be but like as a whispered. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. You, you, you know, you ever, like, you ever go downstairs and, and your mom put away all your toys and you're like, it's so, it's such a trash. You want to know what's pretty oh. it, it par- paralleled to this? Probably at the same exact time, eighth grade. Yeah. That's when I started rapping. Wasn't quite a whisper, but was like, <laughs> oh, I don't want, but I would do it when no one was home. Yeah. So I could kind See, of get a little more hyped, but I was rapping <laughs> off beat. I sucked ass. Yeah. I didn't know about uh, how to rap on beat. It was bad. The end of that story, I forgot the last part. Uh, and the reason I will always remember specifically it was in the eighth grade was because after I recorded it, the quote unquote master, I held, a, I, I had a boom box I had gotten for Christmas a few years ago that had its own like tape player inside. So I could kind of record. I would hold up the microphone or I would hold up the, like, I would, I would like plug in a microphone to that boom box from the karaoke machine, hold it up to a speaker play what I had just recorded onto a new blank tape. And I had done that like about 12 times. And I took those 12 cassettes and I sold them at school for like a dollar. Same. Yep. Except mine <laughs> I, were on CD. So I was able to like, you know, just burn the CD. I didn't need to go except yeah. Dakota I and I, <laughs> we didn't have a way to record keyboard at the time. So we just held a microphone up to the keyboard speaker and recorded yep. keyboard like that, which is how I, I didn't that not how I recorded the album, but how I made my copies of yeah. the album. Man, uh. I'm glad the people who <laughs> still in quotes could possibly own them w- will never put those bad trash albums out because there's like no reason to listen to them. Not until maybe I was in like tenth grade. Did I start making stuff that resembled rap music and nothing Um, until I was like 19 that was listenable to, which though that stuff is available. I'm still waiting to become a passable comedian. We'll see. I think I've seen your stuff at the Laugh Factory. It's good. It was helium, but thanks for trying. Zanies. Fuck you fucking poser. Should we talk about bitches? Yeah, because we still have 11 songs to get through. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, bitches, let me read the more notes on this so we can get a full understanding of this. 
Old Dirty Bastard recorded his track in a matter of two days. However, his recording consisted of nothing more than him rambling about bitches. It took the ICP a week to assemble just four rhymes out of his rambling using Pro Tools because his raps were so out of sync with Mikey Clark's beat. The duo eventually had to, because the song wasn't even about bitches, they had to (laughs) re-record their lines and retitle the song Bitches. Wait, what? Yes. What? (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't remember if in Behind the Paint they talk about what the song originally was about, but I would love to hear two things. One, their original version of the song and the uncut ramblings that ODB put out. But with that in mind, there are times when he's just screaming and they use that of just him going like, ah, bitches. Which is amazing. As an an ODB fan, and as a fan of like Return to the 36 Chambers, fuck yeah. If If you have ODB, the number one reason to have ODB on the track is to fucking scream. He's a he's like he's a force. He's a, he's 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 a force more than anything else. I can't believe this. I can't believe this song wasn't about bitches. That's amazing. Just like shit. Well, okay, I guess that's a good point. ODB. He's just still in the booth rambling. It's like yeah, okay. Now remember this though. Mm-hmm. Thirty grand for that. Yeah. For a week of work of like in a studio, like with like, Mm. well, I guess this isn't you're not using tape because it's in Pro Tools, but like early versions of Pro Tools like this is this isn't something that has like all these shortcuts or like quick quantitize. Like you have to be in there making these cuts for a week just to be like, wow, we spent 30 grand on this. We need to use it. Yeah. Well, and you're spending 30. I mean, you're spending 30 grand on. Not just ODB, ODB in 99, a very cemented in the annals of hip hop, uh, ODB at this point. Yeah, just as a song, it's great, but like knowing the backstories as someone who edits audio, I would be oh, pissed. Gosh. Yeah, it's one of those you have to remind yourself. I feel like you have to keep reminding yourself, like, this, we have to make this good. Yeah. Because it's going to be because it's going to be fairly pl- public. This is ICP with ODB. People yep. have been wanting this, and ODB didn't make it easy. Nope. But if he made it easy, then he wouldn't be ODB. Which, uh, if that's the case, fuck ODB. If that's hey, uh, he's not gonna make things easy. Okay, then I don't want to work with him. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like at this point, I, I have not read enough about odb so i'm not gonna speculate too deep but i feel like he's fairly gone oh yeah, demons yeah, yeah, yeah at that yeah, point yeah. so like yeah you, you, yeah yeah <laughs> not there was a rapper that was paid was like willing to pay me very good money for beats but they were so unbelievably you know when people text you and it like the one message but is like split into like four texts and it's like dude just like write one thing that was with emails with this person but they would send me like three emails that could have been one and then split the conversation into different emails before i even responded to the first one i was like hey man 
I never want to work with you ever again. Do not message me because I had already told this person like, hey, I don't have time. They would keep coming back to me and I would yeah. be like, nope, 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 nope. And I remember a legend in horrorcore. I won't say their name. The person had come to me and said that person just like stopped responding and was like just in quotes took their money. I was like, I don't think that person would do this. And then like then working with this person, I was like, oh, they just sent the thing and said, I'm not going to make any edits to this because you are ungodly to work with. Here's what you paid for, because what you paid for is not 20 emails a day. So here's what it is. And then. On like another legend in horrorcore, posted mm-hmm. like, "Hey guys, don't work with this person." Oh. And I was like, "Oh my!" And then, and then the other legend was like, "Oh my god, I just got done working with them." And then I had to post it, and I was like, "Hey guys, I am so sorry." I worked with this person first and I said, hey, if you want beats, maybe go to someone who's like more established and go to these people. And they're like, you're the fuck one. you, dude. You pawned you pawn this fool off on everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the person but came back and was like, hey, uh, I, I, you might not remember me. This was probably like nine months later. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I'll work with you. And he was like, I'm surprised you responded back to me. Uh, because and I was like, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. And then like, just immediately re remembered why I didn't want to work with him. And then I eventually just said like, do not respond back to me. I am blocking you from my email, and never heard from him again. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's it pays to be someone people want to work with. Yes, I think that's if if I believe in anything, that's probably like my number one. Yeah, is like if people want people want to work with you, you're gonna work. Yeah, that's that's just it's, it's real simple, but it's. It's true, and it's good for good for business. I was very spoiled in the beginning because I would yeah. I was working with like Deep Swish and Defo people who were like I'd be like, well, what do you want it to sound like? And they just straight up said, "You do what you do because I am confident you will just you will make this sound like a good song, and that's all I care about." Hey yo, trust. So guys, hey, if you need beats or mixing, hit me up, MarshlandMonster at yahoo.com or MSSPod on Twitter. I do want to get into my notes before yes. we move on. Knowing now what I know about the process of recording this, namely that this was a completely different song until ODB came in and they spent $30,000, so they had to make it work. My notes, uh, well, here are my notes. ODB, question mark, exclamation point, because I didn't realize it was ODB until he comes in the second verse. Then it's uh, Shaggy taking the breakdown after ODB, because he takes the third, he, he, he does a breakdown after the ODB verse. Mm-hmm. As question mark because I thought that was kind of a weird choice. How do you follow ODB? Why would you choose to follow ODB? And then ODB makes this song. It is a perfect fit for him. And like knowing what I know now, well, yeah, he took Shaggy took the verse after ODB to make sure this song had structural integrity because it didn't make sense without that. This is a perfect fit for him because they fit the song around ODB. Yes, ODB literally made the song. Yes, it's. I wrote. I was correct, but not in the way I thought I was correct. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, you want to get into uh, terrible? I have one last note, which is how many fake pussies could you fuck? Oh yeah. But yeah, I don't yeah. know why I wrote that down. So let's yeah, let's go into terrible. It was a uh, jerky boys thing. Oh, that makes sense. That was okay. I told Good Nicole shit. to like get me like a high quality pocket pussy for Christmas. Why? Why is that? Why would you ask Nicole to get you that? Because like it's a like loving item to get. 
And I would not okay. like they're if if anything's over, I don't know, five dollars, I'm not gonna buy it for myself. Sure. And maybe like twice a year I'll buy a Yogi Bear, which is why like my Yogi Bear collection isn't huge because I don't make money. Mm. Guys, go to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod. Help me buy more Yogi Bears or on that P.O. box. If you have any Yogi Bear collection collectibles, send them my way. Mm -hmm. So terrible. Yeah. Oh, so there's a, like there's a part where they say like um, Michael just I always thought the line was Michael just squeezed on some little kid's balls, but it's. There's an edit there. The what I always thought was just squeezed is actually a reversed Jackson. They like edited that, so, but it's like clearly it's Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the song they're not subtle. Uh -uh. Uh, they're subdued, but they're not subtle. I liked this song very much. Oh, me too. There are a lot of these bits and pieces of songs Nicole knows and can like, will say not fully understanding it's ICP or, or like not fully understanding like where the song specifically came from the like, shit, motherfucker could use some money. Nicole will say that as well because I always <laughs> say it when someone says like, oh yeah, uh, uh, give me some money. I'll go, shit, motherfucker could use some money. Use some money. I've heard her say that before. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So my notes are pretty short on this one. Just socially conscious ICP still mm -hmm. surprised me. And because if you want, this song is about is really what's news, what's really happening. It's yeah, a, it's an it's an attack on uh, media spotlighting like celebrity news. Yeah. As a, meanwhile, people are starving, people are dying. But let me in this instance follow what's going on with Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah, and 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 what we know now with you know with Britney Spears especially how they really demonize and witch hunt these stories they create yeah. so that they can cover up so that they they can cover up the real news instead mm -hmm. of you know reporting on shit that's actually happening. It's ICP was on this in '99. Yeah. I don't care about the celebrity gossip. Why can't we talk about something something actual? As, and fucking they they were on this in 99 it's just it's 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 just it's a fight to this very day and i love it that's I love it. exactly what i wrote is that like these lyrics are unfortunately still relevant of things like the bridge where it's like rebel flag in your school rebel flags oh, so like uh, i don't i did i should have also like put down that part but it's like pretty much saying like stood for slavery stood for war but hey go and hang your flag up some more and then it's uh i think like legs diamond going uh, what's terrible is you goddamn rappers cursing not my flag and then these are lyrics that i did put down is the country we live in was built by slaves beat on and murdered and stuffed in their graves you put a slave owner on the one dollar bill and you want to know why i kill people bombs are blowing up cops are corrupt and all you care about is who the president fucked you don't know terrible you will as soon as our wagons come over the hill my last note on this song this is the ICP people should know about. Yeah. I, I really don't have those lyrics you just read, the song in general. Yeah, I don't have any, I, I don't have more to say. Listen to this song. It's good. If you like, if, if you have any passing interest in ICP, listen to this song. It's yeah. good. Next up yeah. is just like, they know what this song is, this next song. 
yeah. they're like, hey, it doesn't need to be long. Like we're seeing ICP mm-hmm. realize like, hey, let's be more structured. And it's I stab yeah. people. Another one, Nicole, because the, the first one, I stab people, four or five people every day, except <laughs> Nicole always gets the numbers wrong. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. on Never Not Funny, the game Sevens. Yes, I do. There's a comic book section on Sevens. And Sevens, for those people who don't know, is kind of like the pyramid where you... Million dollar pyramid. You describe a word and you're trying to get your your partner to guess the word, but you only have seven seconds for each clue. Every kind of, single time. Oh, taboo is like that if you've ever played the game Taboo. Yes. Um, there's a lot. There's a, I feel like there's actually a lot of sort of at-home games that are this sort of category mm-hmm. of guess the word, but I can't say the word. On comic book, without mm. fail, I don't understand how it happens. I will say a Ninja Turtle. And Nicole will go, let's say it's Leonardo. She will go mm-hmm. Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael. And I'm like, the other one. And she's like, I don't know the other one. <laughs> when it's Raphael, she'll go Michelangelo, Donatello, Leonardo. Leonardo. And I'm like, it's the other one. And she's like, I do not know the other one without fail. It's so hard. that's that's become a joke where she'll go Michelangelo, <laughs> Donatello, Raphael. And I'm like, Nicole, you know which one it is. Well, And it's, hard, it's so hard in the moment. To defend Nicole, not that I would ever defend Nicole, Ooh. but in this one instance, yeah, there's heat between us now. <laughs> I, heard what, I heard what she said about my eighth grade comedy album. There's heat. That she would pay for it? <laughs> How dare she? <laughs> um, yeah, I wrote, uh, I know, I, I, it's a cute, fun interlude. I think you described it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and it's short, so like they are understanding that, because they couldn't, they couldn't do a full joke song after Terrible, but they needed a palate cleanser. Yeah. Because terrible with such a message just like a reminder by the way hey by the uh, bt dubs gang we also stab people like it was it was fun i have one criticism about this one and that is don't stab service workers don't don't delivery people and like people who deliver your food and mailmen don't don't stab them no don't in comedy we say don't punch down I'm going to say to all, all fellow Jeffahos indoctrinating themselves into juggalo culture, such as myself, don't stab down. Yeah. Stab, stab up, up. Stab up. Chip. Stab up. <laughs> Next up is another love song playing off from their love song that I think you really loved. No, you loved Bugs on My Nugs. Bugs on My Nugs was hilarious. Remaster had love song. This one, leagues and bounds above that. I believe the guitar is... They they like I think lifted it from a Beck song, but because Beck was technically like yes. lifted the riff from a Bob Dylan song, they didn't need to clear the Beck song. They needed to clear the Bob Dylan song, so Beck saw none of this. Oh, okay. I was I'm so glad my first my first uh, note is what sample is this? Yeah, it's Beck's Jackass. Ooh. Which I need to look actually look up. Yeah, Jackass by Beck. I think that's. Is that is that Mellow Gold? I don't know. Oh, I, I, I don't listen to Beck. Oh, Beck is great. I like Beck. <laughs> Actually, and the, yeah, the first on the Wikipedia Legacy Insane Clown Posse sampled this song for the 1999 single Another Love Song. I was like, that's the first thing you see. Yeah. But yeah, Odalay. Oh my gosh, Odalay is such a good album too. But this this song, great great sample, great sample. It was totally on the Juggalo love songs mix that I lost my virginity to. <laughs> Yay! And uh, I I think this is a very well made song that I do s- that I do skip. Yeah, I see. I I can see why. 
I got the, I mean, the most excited I got was the sample and I didn't realize it, but Odelay, probably the first 10 albums I ever bought, like I owned er- Odelay fairly early in my music listening life. Um, so like there is, and even though I didn't recognize Jackass, there is definitely a, there was a, there was a very vulnerable, nostalgic sort of trigger for me in the, listening to this. I just don't like love songs. You know that. Well, yeah. And well, and specifically it's like, uh, LOL, JK, psych, I hate you, which is yeah. kind of like common at this point for ICP. Yeah, I also just wrote sort of, down like that. This is the late nineties where all relationship woes are on the woman where yeah. it's like it's a two-way street like you could also possibly be doing something wrong in the relationship as well yeah it's very this does not age brilliantly in that sense the hook though is sonically appealing but I, yeah can, oh yeah can we get to the next song yes blow i to put a hole in your neck fuck out of here if you ain't done with the clown this song is the fucking best. This spoiler alert, I guess not spoiler alert. I'm letting you guys know now. This was the song I was listening to in Mariano's and started weeping. Okay, I don't think I knew that. Um, it's, this song, hold on, I'm looking. I, I, I have to pull up the lyrics again. Um, I, I wrote bad. down, I, well, you look those up. Fuck yeah. you if you think ICP is not good at songwriting because this song proves that they are. It's so good. One of, there, there's a line in here. I don't even need to look up the lyrics. I say it all the time. It's constantly in my head, which is fuck skin color. Everybody's blue. Then what would all these bigots do? Instead of your tone, they'd hate your size. That's why I must poke out all their eyes. ICP, we roam alone. Have a sense in a city ghetto zone. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel, though. It's a fucking <laughs> great song, guys. Listen to yeah. Everybody Rise. Hey, it's going to be my pick. Also, because uh, I have the lyrics now. So you mentioned the first line, smile. I'm going to blow a hole in your neck. Second line, which makes so much sense now that we know where that last sample came from, and leave you standing there looking stupid like... Back. Back. Okay. Also, that's another thing that, like, I always thought <laughs> it was leave you standing there looking stupid like that. And then, like, I, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. I forgot that yeah. I learned that today as well. Hell yeah. Um, I know I wrote down for this one um, uh, hard left into, but no, here's some personal shit, which is something you're going to, if you're going to listen to ICP albums, mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot of. Here's a fun parody. I, I would call another love song yeah. a parody spoof on love songs. Mm-hmm. And then real quick, hard left into, but wait, no, here's some stuff we really feel. But by the way, here's a, we're going to be like, here's a silly ha ha, but yo, I feel some ways about some shit. Let me get it off my chest. Also, uh, on Disney Plus, there are, a, there are quite a bit of documentaries about their rides. And more specifically, there is one about just the parks and i highly recommend everyone watch that it is so good Mm -hmm. like the creation of disneyland and just how the parks came to be because walt disney was such like an archivalist he the like they Mm -hmm. filmed that so like you get just what the parks looked like shot on film in the 50s it's amazing but because of that i'm now Mm -hmm. aware very like 
uh, intimately of who Michael Eisner is. So when they say, <laughs> finally it clicks in my head, fuck Michael Eisner, he can suck my dick if he got some kind of problem with my shit, which is because of the Hollywood Records thing that happened with mm. the great Malenko. Great Malenko. Great Malenko. Uh, I feel I need to, now I need to go back and listen to it. I did not star Everybody Rise. I liked it, Ooh, uh, but you know, baby. I talked about yeah, I talked about like last week. My my system now is to star the songs I want to. I mean, same to be yeah, but like you know, and to be fair, I think I only starred one because I kind of knew immediately. Uh, I only starred or, one as well, so I think like we'll just do those ones that we starred, but we'll get yeah, into or that. technically I starred two, but we'll talk yeah, we'll talk about the end. I do have it works. They developed uh, another uh, fucking our shit is a battle cry. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like, or rally cry. I, but you know what? Battle cry is better for the way ICP kind of don't fucking take shit from people who want to give them shit. It's a, they, they write some shit out of some battle cries. Mm-hmm. This is now, a, a, I don't know what the segment will be. Maybe I'll call it. It's a miracle that miracles is memed, and here's why. Yeah. ICP, as like I am now intimately aware, like I have knowledge of ICP. So when miracles came out i didn't see the big deal with it because i'm like they've they say this shit all the time and here's the first line where like i can say like oh this is you can see inklings of where miracles will end up being which is yeah from everybody rise i still love the song i scream i make towers shatter i hooped the moon through the rings of saturn and i'm like you i don't care how loudly you're screaming this sir that's cheesy as fuck okay yeah there's a dark well, Lo- i mean <laughs> we get into a dark lotus album that violent j there's one song that i'm like oh wow that like no that will be another it's a miracle miracles was the meme I mean, my favorite segment on this show is still ICP don't understand female anatomy. Yeah. Uh, and how many times has that come up? Like, it, it just it goes to prove how much time and place is dependent for a meme to sort of take off. Yeah. Because, like, that's why Miracles take off, took off as the meme. It was just the right time and place. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, because they say they've been saying some just wild shit, to put it generously. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, next one, I, I think we can go through real quick, even though like it's it's called Play With You. Is that what it's called? I had Play With Me. Play With Me. Play okay, with that, that, that probably yeah. makes more sense. Originally coming to this, there are two songs that I was like, oh, these are going to be trash and I'm going to want to skip through this. This song is fucking dope. I love the hook. Yeah. I love, even though we hate how they keep repeating hooks generally at the end this one worked because it changes up he's screaming now instead of just like saying it the same way and the metaphor like now that i'm an adult and i can be like well he's not just talking about play toys that get forgotten about and then they want to kill you this is about like being in someone's life and then them be just kind of tossing you to the side like this is about loyalty they write really good story songs. Man. They write amazing they write amazing story songs that speak to something else. I mean, that's the they you know, an improvisational comedy is. No, but it, it, like an improv like you always want to ask, well what's the scene really about? Mm-hmm. You might you, you, these characters might have a disagreement over laundry, but what is the fight really about? And that's the game. That's the game. That's the secret. Um That's just Triple that's, H. And, well, and it's <laughs> It's all about the game and how you play it. All about your scene partner. Anywho. 
<laughs> so I like I just wrote down Evil as Toy Story, but that's what they like. I think that's part of understanding a good story song mm -hmm. is to understand the narrative, but also understand what the narrative is really saying. Yeah, and they do. I want to see the game Triple H in the game The Rapper with Matt Besser, and they're doing an improv scene. Maddie B raps. No, not Maddie B. Maddie B is also. Before Matty B became someone yes. else, Matt Besser, yeah. I know. Okay. <laughs> and he Shouts out to Matt Besser. What's up, dude? We've never met. We haven't. No, we haven't. Um, but yeah. Next one is Fuck the World, which this is another one that is well structured. Do we structured. want to talk about Jack Jekyll? I'm sorry, real quick to Oh, to no, cut you I, off, I'm though. just skipping that because we, okay. we, like, it's pretty, it's the same thing, but now it's a violent J, I think, yeah. doing the speaking part. Still a good song. Yes. Still a great hook. And and like, again, I think if we want to talk about them just growing real quick, I'm sorry. Uh, but if we want to talk about, you know, them understanding album structure, especially for concept albums, the way they bring back the Jekyll Brothers, mm -hmm. I think, to split up the two acts of the album yeah. fucking works. Jekyll. Fuck the world. I think this song on first listen <laughs> is cool, yeah. but like. It, there's not a lot of substance there to keep going back to it. It's him just saying yeah. the fuck word a bunch. The fuck word. Yes. And if you're listening to it like as a song in your headphones, just like for that, like or on the speaker, like it's, it's there's not a lot of substance. Mm -hmm. But as a wrestling entrance. Oh, yeah. This is a great fucking wrestling entrance. Mm -hmm. This is like, I think out of I think out of everything possibly out of everything this might be the perfect wrestling entrance it's simple it's you know it doesn't get too it because it, 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 you can go especially if you're using lyrics you don't want to go too deep uh because you don't want people to be distracted as you're you just want visceral reaction and that's what this does it's fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you it's key it, it's it's aggressive it's a statement uh there's no questions there's no questions on this song this song is a statement like, so for a wrestling entrance or for workout music, because usually they kind of collide there. Perfect. It's great for that. I will quickly say on the exercising thing, that's why Terry Ripley had this. But then once crunk music came out, he's like, oh, I don't need metal anymore. But okay, this yeah, yeah. you're saying like this is the perfect wrestling entrance because it's saying like, fuck you, fuck you. But they are literally saying Fuck you. So I think like for a wrestling entrance, unless you're in like a death match where it is rated R, it's a perfect one. But generally, I don't think this is because you'd need an edited version. I'm, I'm going to attempt to blow your mind okay. uh, with, the, with the use of the word generally used there. Because I think when, you, cause when we use generally, we're meaning the whole, the larger. Generally, more there are more wrestlers not on television yeah. than are on television and generally when you get on television you might have someone writing an individual song for you a mikey ruckus if you will mm -hmm. um because they can't really because it's very expensive to use licensed songs but i would so still say the general in mm -hmm. most when most someone promotions have like a liquor license that's a huge part of sales yes but like, are will... there still like children there or like teens if you bring a child to a wrestling show you have to I'm not never would say you're a bad parent because that's some bullshit. Mm -hmm. Your child could, if your child understands fiction and you're letting them watch, you know, violent action movies, you can take them to a wrestling show. Yeah. And you can like 
But like, yeah, if you're bringing a child to a wrestling show, there's a real good chance they're going to hear the F word a bunch. Yeah, that, there's see, a real that, good chance they're going to see someone go through a glass table. I, I guess like as someone who would put on a show, I'd be like, well, maybe don't like make it PG-13 at the most. So then you're getting promoters, the yeah. widest scope because you can have like a, even the most strict parent will still be like, I'll let a PG-13 fly. Yeah, and I'm sure there are promoters who agree to that, mm-hmm. but it's also, like, and I guess I almost, like, understanding the artist in this sense helps a lot, too, because uh, I think last year they released their Deathmatch uh, voiceover, I think it was last year, I think it's 98, uh, what, I forget, you know what it's called, uh, oh, I don't know if you remember oh, what it's I th- called. I thought you meant, like, last year, 2020, and I was like, who oh, are no, you no, talking no, about? Uh, Stranglemania. Stranglemania, yes. Uh, so ICP has released Stranglemania, and... So it's at this point, and they're huge. Like they're friends with Sabu and Rob Van Dam from ECW. They're, and Vampiro and Vampiro. Like at this, who is uh, like yeah. They're at this point. They're pretty deep into, if not just the deathmatch scene, mm-hmm. associated acts of that style and that aesthetic. So like yeah, you. I mean, you probably wouldn't like I like I see. I could I. I, ICP picking up a PG theater. Yeah, this is a perfect R-rated. Yes, for like hardcore matches and a hardcore mm-hmm. wrestler, this is the perfect one. An a, untelevised, per- not pay-per-view match. Yeah, or ECW because they don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. And as you're entering, it'll be in like, you know, 12 frames per second. Yeah, but again, like if you're going to use licensed music... You're not doing it on WCW or WWE. Yeah. You're doing, you're doing, yeah, you're going to do it on ECW or these indie death shows. I do want to say one last thing about this one, which mm-hmm. they, they have like a Daniel Tosh angle towards this song, which is Daniel Tosh with a joke. He'll start out with the uh, widest references. And then as he like do, does each beat, narrows it down to just like one person in the audience will laugh because they get it. They do the yeah. same thing where they're just like, fuck everyone until they say this line, which is so specific, which is, <laughs> you know, the guy who operates the Rouge River drawbridge in Del Rey on Jefferson? Well, fuck him, which as someone who is from Michigan and Michigan has a lot of rivers, there are a lot of jaw- drawbridges. And when I like if you are from Muskegon and you have to work in Grand Haven, you just don't want to because there's a drawbridge <laughs> in between those. And if you are caught like going into work on that drawbridge, you are late for work. No matter how early you thought you were going to be, you will be late. And as someone who is not uh, from Muskegon or much of Michigan at all, uh, I just love that level of detail. Even if I don't totally catch the reference Mm -hmm. if you kind of explain like they explain the detail enough that like oh i as much as i'm not familiar with it i have such a clear picture of Mm -hmm. this person and this situation and it's good you see all of these cars just like wait for the all these commuters and not just this one boat yes (laughs) it's fucking these fucking boats like that boat's getting paid per hour probably like the people on it at least just it's big boat yeah, it's, big it's boat. Bi- it's big boat fucking running our country. Get out of here. But I do like the drum pattern on it. It's really good. But let's get yeah. on to the next one. You ready for the next one? Uh, Yes, I am. This is the end of the trilogy of like the game show talk show things with the yes, Shaggy show. Is. Again, this is 
even though Nicole doesn't admit to knowing the first verse and in its its entirety because I I say it so often. Our friend Rudy, I think you met Rudy possibly on a I think on Pissmas. Yes, on Pissmas. Yeah. Uh, Rudy, I think knows this because before hit it in credit records, I would frequently say, what up y'all? Welcome to the show. I'm shaggy. Like you didn't fucking know. This is my sidekick, mm -hmm. fat Pat. He goes, eh, 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 and all of that. Uh, yeah, they at least know those four bars. Yep. <laughs> Question. Yeah. Going in, going into this. Cause I don't, is it, I don't know if this show is a review or a reaction. I think we're somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to treat this. Do we treat this song as a sketch or as a song? It's got to be both. Right? Like, it, it, yeah. because it is just like you watching television because there are interstitials of commercials in between, which I think are very funny. You're, we're also getting uh, our first taste of Jamie Madrox and Violent yep. J's relationship at the time of them kind of being a creative force together which you will mm -hmm. eventually see because they co-wrote Big Money Hustlers together, I believe, which will be in three episodes, not next episode, listeners. I'll explain why at the end. Okay. It's hard to judge it, and it's hard to, like, really be critical. It's uh, fun. With it because it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun, but at the same time, if I'm looking for, like, music, if I'm looking for a song, an individual track, yeah, I would never put this on. No. No, because it's because it's half like it really is six. It's over six minutes, mm -hmm. and it really it is like feel three like minutes it. sketch, three minutes of songs. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I, the, for the first time, I'm the one who is saying, "Yeah, guys, it's fine that it's six minutes long." No, I've always complained. It's I've actually always complained that it's six. That's over six minutes. I've been a negative Nancy about six minutes. Well, generally, I'm on your side, but this one, I'm not. Yeah, and it's not too bad. It's not too bad. The um is not like. An absolute damnation. It's just kind of I'm agnostic, I guess, about it, mm -hmm. and because it's hard to be like, I don't. I will say the fact that it's over six minutes and there's no Dark Lotus. They promise Dark Lotus and they don't deliver on Dark Lotus. I thought that was funny as hell. I kind of like that they're like. I think at one point I'm trying to remember. I wrote it down. I should have the lyrics pulled up. Uh, but they reference like like here comes Dark Lotus and they never bring out Dark Lotus. They have six minutes. And they never bring out Dark Lotus. A preview of a Dark Lotus song, which we technically do get that preview on this album. But not on this song. No. Which is my concern. <laughs> so I, I like this song. I do think Snoop Dogg kind of phones it in. But like, if you can, why not? I, no, you want to know what? I'm not. Because Esham, we've talked about Esham before. People say sometimes Esham, just because it's the name of Esham, people will purchase the cd if he's featured on it but sometimes he just like will phone in a feature i think th if you are getting paid especially like enough money to pay one month of bills or more you should be saying this is my job i need to make sure i knock it out of the park i i, I i'm not i think i'm yes and no with that because i'm on the other hand and maybe this is this might be a little devil's advocate they're also paying you to be you yes like there's a chance when you go to knock it out of the park you take a big risk and it's one of those things where we pay you so much money we're paying we have a certain level of expectations that if you try to knock it out of the park you might not meet the expectations because you're going to do something else that's 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 part of really swinging for it is that you take risks i guess so, because i am a rapper and like i come mm -hmm. from like a specific school of like underground rap 
when I feature on a song, I try to murder the act with like I try to outshine the other person. Should I be trying yeah. to like be on like the same level? Yeah, but my goal is to be like, oh wow, I really loved this person because not only are they like, oh, I'm gonna check out his other stuff, they're going to say like, wow, you you did good getting that person on this song. I will also, you know what, and I'll also I'll also say this uh, because I I know I think of uh, I think it's Smuckers. Yeah, Smuckers on, on Tyler the Creator. Oh, I thought you were talking about, you know, Smuckers Jelly. Uh, close. Uh, spelled the same way, but it, this is a song featuring... It's Tyler featuring uh, Lil Wayne and Kanye. And I always like... I always like... Uh, I think it's Kanye. He hears the Tyler verse, and he already submitted his verse, and then he listens to more of the song as it's getting put together. He's like, oh, shit. Hold on, let me... I need to re-record it. Because Tyler just went so hard, and he's kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, I, 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 I did not... I may have underestimated you and I feel, and it's, it's a little bit easier. That song came out, you know, 20, somewhere in the tens. Yeah. I think of the mid tens. So like, it's easier to kind of like communicate that. Yeah. Where at this point, and we've talked about before ICP are a lot, might not be the wordsmiths or the straight mm-hmm. MCs that Snoop Dogg is. So there probably was some underestimation that he didn't really like, he didn't get to listen to the whole album. Cause it's a lot, a lot of them, like they, there is a market improvement in this album. Oh yeah. Absolutely. From Great Malenko to this, it it is as if something locked into them and they knew what mm-hmm. they were. Oh yeah. So and especially when they tell, hey Snoop, you're gonna be on our sketch song. Like, yeah, there's probably there probably is a certain level of like, well, I don't want to I don't want to embarrass them. I don't want to like make it super obvious that like and I'm and I want to give them what they paid for, which is a Snoop Dogg mm-hmm. verse. So I will give them an expect. It's, it's everything I would expect. You know, like I, I, it wasn't more, but I was. I wouldn't say it was less. Like it was. Yeah. It's what I. It's it's what I want. It's what I would want if I was paying Snoop Dogg forty thousand dollars to show up on this song. Yeah, I don't know. It could also be because I'm like, you need hollow rhymes on everything. So I don't know. Yeah. I will. And I. I also have this note. If I had been in from the jump. Like like when I, when I was a kid and I was following these albums as they're coming out, I would love these songs. Oh yeah, I would love these longer sketch songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's 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 more song and it's with and it's coming with humor. Yeah, and and just bringing on Snoop on this is kind of a it's kind of an arrival moment of a we're here we're big enough to bring in guys like Snoop and ODB onto our albums. We're not. We're not your favorite guilty pleasure anymore. We're kind we're kind of a big deal. This also you hear Violent J talking very openly and candidly about taking antipsychotics. Is that what what you classify the medications as? I think so. So is he he's very open about that and I think going to jail I think that is a real thing. Uh, and I'm a bust this nut on your TV glass. So yeah, I I enjoy this song, but we got to get into the next one, which was yes. One of the ones that I thought, wow, I do not want to listen to this. It's going to suck. Mad Professor is another smash hit. And like, at this is kind of like what you were saying is, do we classify this as skit or, but because it has a hook and everything that goes into more of like a bridge skit opposed to just a commercial. And you hear Jamie Madrox. That's the other person on this. The comedy in this is very good. I really like this song. I think mm-hmm. it's very fun. Yes. 
that's all I have on it. Is it's good and well acted. Um, one of my favorite, uh, I got to check. I think it's genius lyrics have for uh, some of the interstitial sketches. Quote: Dialogue between Violent J and a bitch. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's how they that's that's the lyrics the the official genius.com lyrics. Uh, <laughs> dialogue between Violent J and a bitch. Perfect. But it's so. But yeah, uh, I have because I have a few. Uh, I kind of love. First off, I kind of I not even kind of I love that he's a mad, but not necessarily a very good professor. Mm-hmm. That's such a fun choice to be like. He's definitely a mad professor. He's not necessarily great at it though. Yeah, he's, he's just trying. He's learning, and it's so sweet. It's so endearing. Like all mad professors have to have like an undergrad phase. They can't all yeah. be like, I'm a PhD and I know exactly what to do and how to do it. I need to find at some point because he just goes, shit, didn't work. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I love that just moment of like, Sh- oh, yeah. back to the drawing board. Shucks. It's so sweet for such a horrifying. It is. And don't get us. This, this is going to be another horror, a fantasy horror core song. Mm-hmm. It's going to it's going to be it's going to be rated R. So for him to be like a little bumbly and mm-hmm. still be like murder 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 it's so fun it's very it's very silly i also really like that you find out the twist ending is he was making shaggy the entire time which is so sweet mm-hmm. that he's just, i just want to listen i'm a, i'm a serial killer i am a murderer i am a monster i am a demon walking the face of the earth doing the bidding of the dark carnival doesn't mean i don't need a friend mm-hmm. so that's i'm like yes you are you are a monster murder killer from the sixth realm of hell who just wants a friend. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, this song is great. This yeah. song is great. Two thumbs up. Now on to, mm. I think the only, or no, no, no. I, I was going to say the only cover they've ever done, but the next albums we get to will have a cover. This is Assassins. Did you know this was a cover? I did not know this was a cover. Uh, it's a it's a semi cover where like they change up lyrics, kind of like when Slow and Low was originally a Run DMC song, but then they they weren't going to use it, so the Beastie Boys got it and just changed up lyrics to make it more Beastie Boys esque. Interesting. This, is, but I guess that's just like you know making the song their own. You can find the Run DMZ ver- Run DMC version. It's out there of Slow and Low, but this is a Ghetto Boy song. And oh. I'm going to say this song, I prefer a lot more over the original. Assassin's so I- ICP's version is dope. They incorporate the guitars very well. It's it's a fucking good song. The, they incorporate the guitars very well. I'm a little like, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I was just being I was just being cynical, but they're not technically. I'm starting to think these guys are not in the assassin union. They're not murdering for money. They're murdering because people done them dirty. That's not an assassin. Mm, that's a killer. But it's an assassin clown. That's not an assassin. That's a killer clown. What's the difference? Nope. Uh-uh. If, we're not, if an assassin clown is not a, is not a, is not a paid professional clown who murders, that, that we can't just call it. We just can't call everyone who kills somebody an assassin. There'll the, be madness out there. But the, it's, you know... If you love the work you do, you don't need to be paid a day in your life. I see that. I see that. You know, that's not the I phrase, don't... but you know. I did write down Limp Biscuit Hello in, re- in regards to those fucking chuggy guitars. I chugga love chugga. a chuggy guitar. Chugga, 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 guitar, guitar. 
I, I also had down that hook is another great wrestling entrance. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything's going to be a better wrestling entrance than FT Dubs. I think I think the the ending hook of nothing left is even better than that for a wrestling. I respectfully disagree. OK, okay. I think just the <laughs> intro of this album is in, in its entirety would be a very good wrestling intro. It'd be a, it'd be a very soft entrance. It's all atmosphere. Putting a real, uh, real Malachi Black. Next up is th- our first taste of Twisted, or I mean, your first taste of Twisted is Echo Side. Mm-hmm. This was supposed to be like the debut Dark Lotus single, but then they, because the the album was taking a long time to produce, and because they were like, oh well, let's add other people who are on the label to it. It went through different phases, and we won't get it until two years later in 2001 which we will be covering i would love to get four guests on that so it's just chaotic like a dark lotus album <laughs> interesting so i don't have so that's interesting that uh, i it makes me ask this question dark lotus do they chant more than they rap uh which is and it's weird it's very splitting hairs question to make uh because i'm also asking to be very like strictly define what is rapping versus what is chanting um because you don't have to obviously um but yeah for me i I, the first thing i wrote down is like this is more chanting than necessarily rapping i mean yeah if you're saying that for this song yeah but like they're rap albums okay well i I guess i I guess that's i'm asking dark lotus stylistically do they have this sort of tone like uh uh, no this is just a rhythm it's just this okay interesting yeah yeah it's weird, and it's, and again, it's weird to judge it on its own. I think for this, for the second to last song, yeah, this makes sense to sort of like as they're pick, like an, again another sort of palate cleanser before mm-hmm. they before like it, it picks up. It's, it's just, you know it's a slowdown. It's, it's as close as you get to a ballad uh, uh, with ICP. Well, no, uh, oh wait, wait, the next song is the closest you get to a ballad. Oh, okay, I, this is still pretty close to a ballad. Oh, I I think this is creepy and atmospherical. I don't think this is like chanting or anything. This is like whispering and telling mm. a story. So the, what this story is is someone has gone out of hell. They tried to escape, and this is the back door of hell. If hell exists, there has to be what's the yeah. word they say? If hell exists, uh, there has to be a back door whatever they say yeah oh i'm probably i'm i'm gonna you're, you're gonna keep talking and then i'm gonna pull it up after if afterwards and it's gonna be very awkward so this is that person in the echo side going mm-hmm. through and it's it's you could think of it like four crows or just like four entities like telling this story to another person in the like in hell or in the echo side so that, yeah. that's why you're into What's up? I was just gonna say, if if you're into Shakespeare, uh, this would be the three witches of Macbeth. Yeah, who are like half narrating, half interacting with uh, the titular character. There you go. It's a good. It's a great story. It's like, and it, and it's very world building, which is really what these guys are doing. Yeah, have been doing. Um, I do, as a just as a song though. I don't know. It doesn't doesn't didn't strike me. I love this one, but like I said, I love every song on this album. That's fair. Here, before we move on, I wanted to uh, mention or ask: Is this uh, 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 when you play something backwards? That's is that backmasking? Yes. What is that called? Okay, is this the first time backmasking has been used 
to hide a Christian message? Yes, it is. Uh, at least <laughs> of awesome. what I'm aware of, because uh, like, and you'll see it in like the genius notations where ICP before Shangri-La, even though like we'll get into it, th this is what was, was my first album. So when people mm -hmm. were like, oh, fuck them, it was about God the entire time. I'm like, yeah. How did you the guys not time. see this? Of course. Because they played they played the gaudiest thing they've ever done backwards, which always sounds demonic. No, nothing left is so the the last song on here, and also the yes. last song on Great Malenko. They are yes. so like this is about God heaven. and yeah. heaven, or like a godly and a heavenly afterlife. And specifically hoping to asking go yourself there. the question, yeah, asking you asking. Asking you, the listener, the question, where do you think you're going to go yes. based on the actions, not necessarily your beliefs, um, but based on the actions you've done in your life? Yes. Meaning like uh, they're not yeah. very, it's not really Christianity that they follow. It is more of a karmaic, did you do enough mm -hmm. good? I think ICP, yeah. I hope, watched The Good Place and they're like, fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I hope the afterlife is like. Yeah, it's a lot. Constantly, we see you know the Jekyll Brothers, the Riddle Box, the uh, 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 the Hall of Illusions. Mm -hmm. Like so many times are they specifically referencing karma in the mm -hmm. sense of do you do good versus do you do bad yeah. and how they weigh it. Which, which again, there's there's things I like about this track. I just don't necessarily like it as a song, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which is weird and it's very splitting hairs. Would I recommend it still? Yeah, absolutely. Um, is it going to go on the definitive playlist? Probably not. Uh, I do want to just say the best backmaxed thing is because he didn't want like to outwardly say like, hey, this is about God until the, oh man, we might have to listen so to cool. the, the last song on Shangri-La. We might have to live listen to that might be the intro to that episode. Oh, okay. And I will, I will have to be in a separate room as you. Like you won't be able okay. to hear me because I will be scream crying along with the lyrics. Uh, but okay. in this one, it's fuck the devil, fuck that shit. We believe in life legit. If you're hearing what we say, why you throw your soul away? Also, but the, it's played backwards, yes. so it sounds terrifying. Yes. Uh, the other backmasked thing in this, which was in I think terrible or Everybody Rise, I think it was in Everybody Rise, is if you flipped this message because you think there's some uh, secret message there ain't shit like that. That's it. The, like they were trying to trick you, which probably to be like, Oh, I don't need to flip the other thing in this later mm -hmm. song. And just think of it as like a demonic sounding thing. But in actuality, no, this, if you flip this, you get so much, you get such a thematic mm -hmm. sum summation yeah. of the, of their career, yeah. of their entire oeuvre at this point. It's fucking uh, but are, are, are you ready to move on? Yeah, let's go to nothing left. One last thing before we do, because I forgot to mention in Assassins, uh, shouts out to the Jerky Boys, quote, uh, obliviously stuck their fingers in my ass. Yeah. And that's a line that should get atten attention. They, they obliviously stuck their fingers in my ass. Yeah, it's funny until it's that's like, all. until you think this actually happened. And I was like, oh, no, that's not good at all. No, it's terrible. But also, and you stop because it, it's a prank call. ICP has presum presumably paid the Jerky Boys to be on this album, mm -hmm. and paid the Jerky Boys to call their uh, road manager, their booking agent. Yeah, the their representation. Agent. They call they 
they paid the they basically paid the the jerky boys to be mercenaries against their own booking agent for yeah. a fucking prank and that's that's some wild shit <laughs> that's just that's a bold move icp that's bold but let's get into nothing left i only really have one note on this oh yeah i only um, have a few then i'll say mine uh real quick because i only have the one uh and it's not meant to because i love this song i only wrote down eclipse by pink floyd I think it's Eclipse. It's the last song. If you ever listened to Dark Side of the Moon? I have because my dad was super into them. So I was like, I'll listen to this. But I only ever got into like some of The Wall. I love The Wall. Um, I also love Dark Side. I, I, I had that out. I got them pretty like probably around middle school. I'm more of a Thanos guy. All right, then. Because you said Dark Side. Uh, yeah. No, I got you. It was, well done, sir. <laughs> uh, I just want to make sure I just and I just want to make sure I get uh, the track listing on this correct. Yeah, it's Eclipse. Um, Eclipse is kind of one of those perfect summations, perfect conclusions to an album. Mm -hmm. All that you touch, all that you see, uh, everything under the sun is in tune, but the sun is eclipsed by the moon. And I got, I got those vibes. I got oh, yeah. heavy. I got heavy vibes of that. And nothing left. Hell yeah! Here are my notes for it. I, I thought you would say yes. like, uh, "There ain't no jobber who ain't been slammed." I love. I mean, did, did, I, did I pop for that? Yeah, but I'm such an easy mark. Come on yeah. now. And then I, all of these ring true. It's them saying like, hey, there ain't no color that ain't been seen. Purple, yellow, forest, green. There ain't been. It's all these things like ain't no brick that ain't been laid. All of those. However, there ain't no cave that hasn't been explored. However, that is so far from the truth. There are a vast amount of underground caves that will never get explored in the in the entire world. My butthole is a cave that will never be explored. Mm -hmm. Mine because has. I don't have the health insurance for a prostate exam. Oh, I thought you were just meaning like has someone sexually tried to stimulate it? Both. Okay. Uh, but no, there's definitely. If you've ever, and this is going to sound very corny, uh, because I'm corny. But if you've ever earnestly like, especially if you're camping, if if you do, if you live in a city, but you get a chance to like, especially if you live in a city and then you get to go camping and you look up at the stars and you don't get to see that if, if you live in a rural area every day, if you or if you live in an urban area, mm -hmm. you don't see that every day. So the first time you get to look up at the stars and you feel very small, but not in a, I feel in a, in a very good way, in a very, I'm so small and this ocean is so large and this envelopment fills me with peace not dread like that's what this does same thing mm -hmm. same th same thing that eclipse does um from dark side of the moon and it's a very powerful feeling i thought what you were going to say was you know if you are from an urban area and you go like to a rural area and you have a chance to go explore a cave do it i was gonna say absolutely <laughs> not well i had a straight no, you're good, up you could bear i had a huge panic attack inside of a cave Oh, like gosh. in Kansas or Kentucky in like the Mammoth Cave because I thought like, oh, it's going to be like a nice big cave opening. We're going to go in there. No, it was one that they like stuck dynamite in a like a hole and blew open a cave where it it's metal stairs like like jammed into the wall that you go down and you just look down empty blackness and th like it, there's no those are the only entrances and exits are 
man-made yeah. whole blown. So I was crying as like a 20 year old hyperventilating. This is how I started a vacation with my then girlfriend and no. there, like this was an omen of how shitty this vacation to Florida was going to be that we drove to that. Yeah. Yeah. Her car broke down while we were there and luckily, but luckily her family, she had family in Florida that were like three hours away, was able to like drive us to get a new alternator uh, because this was before ride sharing. Then our friend's spouse, he was, a, we found out on this trip that he was extremely emotionally abusive, broke up with the, <laughs> the, our friend at Universal Studios because she like wanted to go on a ride that he didn't want to go on. And then they got into a fight and then he broke up with her, uh, then got back wow. together. And it was just like, oh, wow, we wow. don't like this person. No, a person that's... who we thought we liked. It it was terrible, mm. and it started the first day with me crying, hyperventilating in a cave. Boy, oh boy! Never is the same advice I give to anyone doing mushrooms. Never go cave diving with someone you're not comfortable to cry in front of. Yeah, and then yeah, I also found out like this is when uh, like oh I don't like heights that are man-made heights because there was I almost started crying uh, like. Uh, we were at a three-story Planet Hollywood in Florida, mm -hmm. and uh, there were some like cool stuff. But they had a like one of the mold models from uh, Godzilla '98 with Matthew Broderick, and I'm a huge Godzilla oh. fan, so I wanted to see that. Like when you are making th like a 3D animation thing. In a movie, generally, there's concept art that is the actual, like, a 3D molded clay model. They had that, but it was on the third floor that was all just a balcony. So I, I was pressed up against the wall, hyperventilating, like, I really want to see this Godzilla thing. Also, like, the Freddy Krueger's glove was near it, too. I was like, I want to see these really two cool things, but I'm afraid that yeah. this balcony will collapse and I'll die here. Buddy. <laughs> so, yeah. What are your songs, bro? So, bro, uh, I starred two of them. I kind of wish I... Uh, so before I get started, uh, special mention, doesn't mean anything, but special mention uh, to Fuck the World, to FTW. Mm. If you're if if you're young, not even a deathmatch guy, but if you're young, like you don't mind working in some of the more R-rated uh, promotions, it's great fucking tune. X-rated, too. Yo, oh, baby, yeah, 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 Triple X, starring Vin Diesel. Um, I can actually, here, let me swing my leg back around. Ugh. So I did star, I also, I did star I Want My Shit. Because mm -hmm. I loved I Want My Shit. I thought that was so, again, it's so good. And I, I love, I love the songs. I love any, I love media that makes you lean in. I love media that makes you lean in. Because I'm just so much more invested. But shit, man. This is... I'm quoting myself in my notes. This is the ICP people should li people should know. I've got to go terrible. Okay, all right. I, I, if you were to just said I want my shit, I would have said absolutely. Let do let's do that. If you would have said just terrible, I would have said all right. Let's do that. All right, terrible and everybody rise. Do it. I love it. Yeah. All right. Them them's the songs. Them's Ooh. on the new. Them's all on the right. new list. I do need to tell you about next week's albums because. You need to know what you're going into to fully appreciate them. Oh, God. Okay. That's they terrifying. Were, I'm they terrified. were on I'm terrified. island, 
and they had, a, a, I believe, a three contract, like a three record contract, unless like Great Malenko was included into that and it was four. But they now need to do two. They were done with the major record label shit. So they just banked two albums and put them out. And one is called Bizarre and one is called Bizarre. They're spelled differently. We will be starting with the one I think that has question marks on it. I will tell you in full. But you need to know that going into it because some of the songs don't sound fully finished. So, so they banked they banked these two just for contract obligations. Yes, they put them out as separate albums on the same exact day. And some of them have like a nice like, holy shit, this sounds like punk rock. Yeah. And then some it, of them are not fun. Yep. Uh, it's kind of but like I know I think Neil Young did something. I don't know the whole story, but Transformer Man, I think is the name of the album where he's like he's I forget the label, but he's hates the label. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I've been meaning to do like a sort of craft uh, work Neil Young album for a while. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of like this. Hey, by the way, I think, he got, I think he ended up getting sued by the label because they're like the label. But hold on now. It's like, no, this is the album. It's done. Get Leave me alone. ICP, I think like we'll talk about it later, but like these two are some of their most well reviewed critically albums but i think it's because they're they're like all like fuck songs and like rap songs of the day opposed to like icp stuff also before we leave some review i i highlighted two reviews one is a professional review from all music and i think this is where like critics possibly start understanding who icp is and this is one person who I think I I read throughout our time on this show. I've read their reviews before and they've always been harsh on them, but I'm going to read this in full, uh, which is four out of five stars. Their harder beats and slight removal of metallic tendencies give the album a fresher feel and the concept, however muddled it may be, does give the album real structure and momentum. So, if the amazing Jekyll Brothers does prove to give the ICP a larger audience, it won't be because they've hung around long enough or that their peers have paved the way. It will be because they've actually delivered an album that comes close to fulfilling whatever promise their ridiculous carnivalesque blend of hardcore <laughs> hip-hop and shock metal had in the first place. True, the amazing Jekyll brothers will still annoy anyone who believes ICPR, for a lack of a better word, jackasses, but it will satisfy the juggalos and the music is clever enough to expand their audience a triumph of some sort. It's so... I mean, another guy kind of like disregard this, but I do think it's very wild that ICP is one of the few examples of a band that did stick around long enough for the for the rest of culture to kind of catch up with what they were doing. Yeah, like I like I, like I, and, you know, he, this is nineteen ninety nine. He doesn't know the new metal movement and how shit that shit's really big. I, yeah, you know, we still feel that. Like so, like I get, I get he's not he's in the middle of it. So for him to be like. You know, they're, it's not because they've been sticking around long enough, but no, you do have to, you have to give them that credit, I think, because they really did stick around long enough mm-hmm. that what they were doing has become big, has become popular, has yeah. become, I can't, I really can't think of a, too many other bands that were still around by the time everyone else caught up with their sound. Mm-hmm. That's, that's rare. Yeah. Um, but it happens with them. Good for them. 
All right, Sean. Uh, also, do you think like this album, w- would you ever play it again? I mean, probably. Hell yeah. I don't know. Like, <laughs> That's all I needed to know. Because I, I like with the other ones, it's like I wouldn't really, besides maybe the ringmaster if I'm feeling it. But Amazing Jekyll Brothers, who baby, I love it. They're, I mean, I'll probably skip around a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll listen to the Shaggy show again. Oh, yeah. But oh my gosh, yeah. I'm going to listen. I need to listen to Everybody Rise again. Because I uh, uh, because I did not star that, so I need to I need to see what I missed. Here's what um, I'll say: but I really love Terrible. I think Terrible's a great fucking track. Yeah, and I think and I think Fuck the World is a perfect wrestling entrance. I will also say this, Sean: if you really want the right atmosphere to listen to Everybody Rise, go to a Mariano's shop a little bit and put that on. Beauty. What you got to plug? Ah, uh, Goose von Kaiser, Twitch.tv. Check out, yo! Check out, check out the Marshland fucking Discord. Have we been plugging the Discord? I don't think so. I I don't even know if it's. The... Yeah, we have a Discord, guys. You can talk about uh, Super yeah. Sentai, ICP, yeah. LGBTQ movies. Listen, it's hard for me in general to be proactive with Nick social Cage. media or anything like that. But if you want to call me out, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there, baby. <clears throat> Belgian baby. Ooh. Belgian baby. James, what do you got to plug? Check out the Discord. I'll put a link yeah. in the description. Uh, yeah. Or just like message me and I'll send you one at MSS Pod on Twitter or just find Marshland Monsters, three words on Facebook. And speaking of which, find my music. There's links in the description, there's a link tree or whatever. Marshland Monster. It's good stuff. Go check it out if you like hardcore rap with uh, complex rhyme schemes. And good production. I'm finally realizing that I'm a good producer. And I think that's good. So check that out. Also, go over to MLMPod.com where you can download also a lot of my music. A lot of it's there for free as well. Also, if you need beats, there's some beats there that are inexpensive and some for free if you need beats to rap over. It would be very nice to hear people rap over these beats. Yeah. Check out my other podcast, Mostly Speaking Sentai. If you need a place to start, Sean has had a lot of episodes on there. Check those out. And check out uh, This Movie's Gay. It's really good. Corwin and I, we discuss LGBTQ movies. Every a new one every week. We it's been a while because Corwin had to to stop doing the podcast for a little bit. I think someday we'll get back to it. I hope so. We we need to get to a hundred episodes, baby. And yeah, baby. go over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod where you can get engaged with Nicolas Cage talking about Beyblade. This existed and the Toku Reading Corner for just five dollars a month. You get all of that. New episodes every single Friday. Or if you're on the $10 tier, you get exclusive watch-alongs and streams, plus shout-outs. If you have, like, a Juggalo name that you want shouted out every single week on this Mostly Speaking Sentai, if Hit It and Crit It and This Movie's Gay come back, I'll also shout you out there. That would be four a week, and you also get shout-outs on Talking About Beyblade. But let's start with these fuckers, these beautiful people who pledge $10 every single month, starting with Steve F., Fucker. Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour. Check out that podcast. Fucker. Alex Z the Waz. Fucker. Orion. He's a rapper. At, or I guess just not at. Uh, he's a rapper. D hyphen F-O. Defo. Fucker. Kayla, a.k.a. Two Grapes. Fucker. Tyler Wright. He's my friend. Fucker. Elliot W. At Garlic Sunshine on Instagram. Fucker. 
Jordan B, the Chaos Witch. Fucker. And finally, Nicole's brother, Josh. Fucker, brother. Ooh, you know. That sounded no, like no. you said, fuck her brother. I, no, close it out. Move, move, keep moving, keep moving. Hey, guys, moving, my name's moving. James. I'm Sean. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. This has been a Marshland Media production, produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash mlmpod and sign up today. Oh, yeah.